This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present The Great Game, a Castle Falkenstein campaign, with David Larkins as the host. right back into this unfolding mystery of firearms and margarine uh but before we do i did want to mention that uh for the first time in esoteric order history i have received swag from a company based off the game that i'm running so <laughs> uh yeah no artel sorian very kindly dropped me a message on twitter and said would we be interested in um, integrating their next forthcoming adventure entertainment into the campaign? It's going to be coming out at the end of this month for Halloween, uh, you know, for general release. But we got a nice little sneak preview here. So once we wrap up Firearms and Margarine, we'll roll right on to that one. Because actually, it fit in perfectly with what I was already planning to do anyway. So this is just going to add some oh. extra spice Damn. Yeah. That, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That's really that's cool. cool. Thank you. That does sound badass. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. thanks to our Talsorian. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny. I thought you were asking us, like, do we want to? And I was all prepped to be like, look, man, I only need to know one thing where they are. <laughs> I hope you're right. But, but I, it was I really more do. Of a, it was more of a this is what's happening. So I'm like, oh. Well, that's yeah. even better because yeah, I'm on no. board. <laughs> the choice has already voting. been made. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was fantastic. I was actually thinking earlier, a few hours ago. I was like, I was like, I don't remember how long David said this was our adventure was supposed to be, but I hope it lasts longer than this arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's my that's my intention for sure. Um, I definitely want to try and um, get everybody's main threads wrapped up. You know, various rivals or 
allies that haven't made an appearance yet. We can hopefully work into the narrative. So, um, yeah, no, we'll 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 see this through to its its logical conclusion. Um, I am already planning to take the night of the third off since that's election night, and I don't think I'm going to be uh, in any condition to run a game. Uh, you know, but uh, other than that, we'll just carry on beyond that uh, for as long as uh, we need to. Sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. good to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So on that note, then, uh, where did we leave off last week? Who wants to take that one this time around? Who's got the notes? Oops. Not it. Yeah, I think I've got. Let me see here. Okay. I, uh, well, here, I'll, I'll, I don't know if everybody still has the link to our notes, but I will throw them in the chat again. Um, oh, yeah, Kenny, I forgot that you had like collated all of that for us. Thank you that's for right. putting that together. Hey. Clearly, we need that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We have enough uh, mysteries in real life <laughs> to keep track of. Uh, I figured we might as well. We don't have Twitter for Castle Falkenstein, so let's uh, let's do our own uh, notes. So last time, let me see here. Gosh, I feel like it's more no- like <clears throat> I feel like we have more notes than we need to. <laughs> like Dave, I'm sure David's probably like, "You guys know who it is. Just go do it." But yeah. I'm not. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not confident. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so we have, um, <laughs> you clearly know it's Jules Verne. I mean, come right. on, stop beating around the bush. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We do know that <laughs> there are some, out. there could be some time traveling shenanigans, um, happening. That's true. That's um, true. there's it, it, when time travel's involved, you've really got to, you know, count your ducks. Um, because we have this painting uh, depicting the, the scene of the assassination. And this painting is about 10 years old. So either the artist maybe dreamed it was going to happen or he was there and then time travel scrambled his brains or something like that. And that's why he's in an asylum. Uh, Iskander's gun plans were stolen. Bernadette was there that we know that we know. Well, she, at least she, it was made to seem like she was there. <laughs> Uh, Lamotte's solar trigger plans, which is the weapon that, well, the, the gun that killed the fairy was uh, automated, I guess, likely triggered by the reflection of a mirror. Um, those plans were stolen. Bernadette possibly was there. We didn't find her calling card or anything like that, um, but uh, somebody matching her description, I believe, was there. Um, and his plans were stolen from a safe, the key of which he always keeps around his neck, I believe, or, or somewhere on his person. Um, so I know Bernadette is sneaky, or, or no, she's strong, but I don't think she's sneaky. Um, and then uh, there's Hoog, which is kind of this wild card. Uh, he's been contracted by Prussia through Bernadette to buy... Uh, to basically like sell guns to Prussia, uh, which he's manufacturing because uh, he gave up on the margarine business pretty much. Um, and then uh, he could potentially have Iskander's minigun plans. I don't know if that was confirmed or not last session. And when we rolled up to the margarine plant the first time, 
um, Haas and I, uh, Bernadette was leaving. Uh, and then we have also some notes from Butterchest, rest in peace, uh, of uh, some rejected loan applications from Paris, uh, correspondence when the Winchester company licensing their design for Hoog to use. So he's manufacturing Winchesters. Um, there's an insurance policy for the property uh, in case it burns down or something like that. He'll get a pretty penny. And there's a promissory note from Bernadette producing a mini Gatlin gun, which is Iskander's idea. Um, uh, and a letter of interest from the Prussian government. Uh, so I think Hoog he's definitely involved in some way, but I don't, I think he, he may be too much of a, a dummy to realize it, or at least he's just like in the arms race. Um, and then we have some, we have a couple loose ends really right now. It's the painting. We don't know how the painting ties into this. Um, and then the police were being mesmerized, um, which uh, I believe uh, Monsieur Haas, or uh, Herr Haas, I guess. Um, did you you let that sloop, uh, slip? <laughs> that um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old loose lips Haas. Um, what, yep. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, he let slip to the ferry camp that the police were being hypnotized and militarized um, by somebody for some reason. You know, but we're not quite sure how that fits into it. Um, and actually, I had a question. Uh, I don't know that we ever figured out why the police were being hypnotized and what Brexta learned from the land of fairy. I can't remember that personally. Uh, when the, uh, when the police chief disappeared and they went into the land of fairy and then came back the next morning. I don't remember that. Um, I see here. And then what else do we got? Yeah, we have some motivations. Um, really th so far, the only motivation that I think seems like we can follow up on is profit from Martin Hoog. Um, I think Bernadette is just possibly doing her job and her job just sucks. Um, and then something involved with the fairy leader because she had a, she had a mirror in her hand, which triggered the gun. So she may have been trying to make a martyr out of herself um, or something. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I remember that Frederick was somewhere and he sent a page to come in, fetch us. And then when that happened, there was a split that um, well, some most of us were of us doing. went to the ferry camp. Right. Most yeah. of us went to the ferry camp. Uh, Grant went somewhere off on his own, I thought. Hoog, I think, right? Hoog, back to meet with Hoog, was that right? No, because Hoog went to, or yeah, no, you're right. Well, Hoog, he has a meeting with tomorrow. Um, so he was taking the night off, basically, to go wandering in Paris, and we don't know exactly where he's going. That's um, correct. I'm probably just rest, drinking yeah. in an alley. I mean, fair. Uh, I don't presume, but I assume. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, and so the rest of us are trying to gather information there. We, it got things got a little pushy, but also Haas fell in love with the fairy leader who is one of our prime suspects. So that's exciting. Um, so that happened. And then just the only other thing about Lamotte's plans, he was very 
concerned slash confused that based on the timeline of when they would be stolen, assuming no time travel, there should not have been enough time to build it. So I think, <clears throat> I think we maybe have two theories or two working possibilities here. One, you know, I think the police, uh, the, the mind control police thing is a bit of a red herring or is something else going on there. I don't know how that relates to it, but I think the two possibilities are that Hoog is uh, involved. He obviously Bernadette, him and Bernadette have, uh, were seen together. Uh, Bernadette's been out and about stealing gun plans. And uh, one of the plans that Bernadette stole was the gun that killed the fairy. So it seems pretty, you know, straightforward that that would be the case. The other possibility is what Kenny mentioned that maybe the uh, fairy leader, or sorry, the brownie leader, uh, Madame Bondi, uh, was trying to make a martyr out of herself. And uh, in the process was trying to frame Hoog. And it just happened that her assistant got in the way, right? He kind of stepped up when someone was, I think, throwing rotten fruit or something and, and got hit instead of her. Uh, this would make sense with the idea that the, these aren't brownies, right? What was it? I'm sorry, what were these again? The the, the were, Tays? Yeah, and they can shapeshift, right? Yes. Or so shapeshift even like better than, they have more of an affinity for it. So I think we, we talked about the possibility that the uh, Bernadette that visited the gunmaker wasn't the actual Bernadette, maybe, and it was perhaps Madame Bondi herself in disguise in this, right. you know, and trying to set all that up. The calling card wasn't left at that scene. So I think that might be a one way to go. I think, I mean, uh, Frederick obviously thinks it's Hoog all the way. He's all in on Hoog. Uh, but I'm, as a player, leaning more towards it maybe being... Uh, Madame Bondi, who set it up, but I don't know. Those are just some of my thoughts. As far as the the police, I don't know, Dave, may, maybe you can remember. I don't know if, if I found out exactly why uh, Dr. Vassan was doing that. I know that he was, was it, was it to, because of the aggressions from Prussia and he was trying to mm -hmm. get the police sort of more uh, militarized to stave off that aggression? I, I think experiment. Yeah, I think I mentioned it. So if yeah, I didn't, I remember I, that. Yeah, clearly. Ba basically, he's using the police as his experimental subjects because he's then going to, if it works, he's going to go to the military uh, to see if they are interested in doing the same thing with their soldiers. You know. Mm. Okay. So to it's overcome uh, the natural aversion to killing the enemy. Exactly. Yeah, so it's. Hella unethical, but uh, you know he's self-justifying it as you know for France. Of course, with all these you know uh, super roided up uh, police in Paris and the brownies kind of uh, you know starting to foment this sort of revolution, it's, it's it could get really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in which, retrospect, we should have asked him how to undo it, maybe. <laughs> like, what's the cure? How do you snap him out of it? it didn't occur to any of us to that ask him. That would help, yeah. <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, he did, like, just Zoidberg down the street and run away, so we didn't have a <laughs> chance did. to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 
obviously like the situation that we're involved has a lot of gravity to it. Um, there could be, there could be like, I mean, we could be always on the verge of war in our reality. And then like the, on top of that, like the, the pact with the, uh, with the unseelie court, is that right? Um, that is also in jeopardy at the moment. How it all ties in, I, I have no clue. We could spend another year on this adventure, I think. <laughs> well, I do think that we were doomed as soon as David believed that we took about two sessions per story arc. And so, of course, that's not going to ever happen. We'll this you. is our adventure yeah. forever now. <laughs> I think we need to travel to the realm of fairy and get some eyewitnesses and... <laughs> interview every fairy in the fairy realm that's the the only logical every (laughs) single one (laughs) all of them one by one i think if we actually um confront madame bondi um with perhaps like okay that old adage of the best way to get the correct answer on the internet is to post the wrong answer Right? Have you ever heard of that? No. So, like, if we conf- <laughs> no, please go on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, someone, it's like a famous quote or something like that. Somebody said, like, the best way to get the correct answer on the internet is to post the wrong answer. Yeah. And you get this slew of people like, correcting you uh, yeah. with the right answer. Ah, uh, um, Rather yeah. than asking a question, because fuck you, no one cares about you and your dumb question. <laughs> but, but if you post the wrong answer, how dare you? Yeah, but if they can slam dunk on you, then. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah. Um, similar vein, kind of reverse psychology, whatever. If we confront Madame Bondi with um, the wrong thing that we insist that she's done, she might break down and confess to what she actually did. You know, it's like you murdered your friend to foment revolution and war, to violate the treaty, and blah, 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 blah. You know, all this stuff because you're in cahoots with this other to profit from it and selling the weapons and all this kind of stuff, right? If we confront her with all of that, she might be more like, no, no, it was a, it was I that was to take the bullet. It was an accident. Michelle is dead. Oh, you know, she might break down under that emotional duress. I did. her actual crime. <laughs> I don't want this to devolve, but I'm 100% into that idea. And I think some of us need to have some cold iron on us. <laughs> Brexta, um, Brexta, look away. <laughs> Jane has a thousand yards How stare. dare you? Yeah. I, yeah. Not, I'm not saying we need to like take it out and poker with it or anything like that, but like. I think I'm not like, like clearly enough, but, like saying like, like cold iron, like. Yeah, that's too much. Overkill. Just like it could regular, just be regular iron, yeah. guys. Like you don't have to threaten <laughs> okay. her with like permanent. Yeah. Like, like plutonium yeah yeah <laughs> i think we need to bring this plutonium rod to the interrogation session like, like if i mean you make her like just slightly uncomfortable there are so many other well this is my thing just, is that like no, we could just wrap I don't, her in blueprint paper or whatever i don't i don't know what she's capable of so like she could disappear turn into fog anything like that and like and it's like well there goes our so like even if you remember like uh in the first scenarios right like um it doesn't have to be cold iron it can just be regular iron that's also like frustrating debilitating um like just downright confusing it definitely without being deathly yeah it'll make everything (laughs) harder so in terms of like trying to like 
uh, go incorporeal or, you know, cast a glamour, like regular iron will totally still do the trick without being completely offensive to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> On fair. like a fundamental so level. Like, like I said, I don't, I don't want it to devolve into being like, into like torture or anything like that. But like, if we need- I like to... how there's a but in that sentence. So. All right. If we... <laughs> I'm just saying if it needs to be done like no guys like torture is good like for the right reason (laughs) under the Patriot Act telling you but I mean it is my memory that like towards the end of our fairy time in the camp um as like Haas is telling them all sorts of fun information about Hoog and the police and all sorts of stuff because He's like, secrets. Yeah. Um, he's all, you know, misty over Bondi. Um, I believe that Brexto's getting pretty seriously kicked out as she was screaming about the painting. <laughs> if you want her to be emotionally vulnerable and in a state of probably gonna fuck up, I think that I've really primed the stage for you to like swoop in and ask the hard questions, but not you, Haas. Well, I was going to say now <laughs> yeah, Frederick is fair. fully in, uh, fully in the the camp of the protesters. So how does that affect things? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Also, <laughs> I, think... I don't think the rest of us know that yet. <laughs> yeah, also true. Yeah, because we were all split up doing different things, yeah. so we don't know that he's saying all this stuff. And oh, he's just doing a great job keeping yeah. her distracted. We're like, wow, like, wow, this wow is Frederick, really game. yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, Frederick, mean, like so. If, here are the blueprints. Effectively, Grant is MIA. So. Like I, whatever y'all do, uh, I don't like blow in the in the conch shell and I'll show up. You know, <laughs> we need some walkie talkies or something. <laughs> be like Grant, somebody needs to be shot. I mean, if you want a conch shell that we could talk into at each other, I could, I could probably do that. <laughs> that sounds. I love. That. Yeah, that sounds doable. <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Is it I mean, News team. I guess I could go <laughs> back to the apartment and go ask Potterfield to go find <laughs> Grant, because he'd love that. He'd love that. But aren't we still in that neighborhood? I feel like we haven't like left yet. Like Yeah, you're not you're not too far still, afield. Yeah. yeah. We're we're there. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so we have we have Frederick uh, doing a mind meld with uh, with Danielle, and uh, and the two of you are really hitting it off, and so a lot of sense. I had just made my yeah. ultra dramatic exit in the most like That's fabulous, right. uh, noticeable fashion possible. <laughs> That's right. Made quite the scene. So I, I hope recall. that Sarah would be proud. Yeah, is the camp like? Is the camp talking about that? Are they like, who is this young woman who's yeah, swooning all over the place? Oh yeah, no, it definitely caused a commotion. Um, and so, <clears throat> and so this is you know it, it's kind of gotten it's gotten people chattering. It's gotten things kind of riled up. And so, um, Frederick, you're with Danielle, and she's saying, uh, she's saying, well, we, we must we must do something with this information. We I, I must give a speech or, or something. I must get the word out. This 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 changes everything. I couldn't agree more. 
Whatever help you need. Can can you provide me with proof that this is happening? It it will it will strengthen my case because otherwise people will just say that I'm inventing wild stories. I can try. I don't, unfortunately, uh, the doctor who is performing these uh, procedures uh, fled into the city. <laughs> uh, and I, I might have to, I might, I might need a little time on that. Well, at least he had the good sense to have a guilty conscience about these evil deeds. Uh, if I give you until, say, tonight, would that be enough time to locate him? Or do you need longer than that? Uh, I might be able to find him then. Excellent. I shall hold off on making any speeches until I've heard back from you. But the faster you can bring this doctor or other proof to me, the better. I will do it for the cause. For the cause. I say with dilated pupils. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's been showing you some YouTube videos. They make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like totally like why haven't the Earth is totally flat? <laughs> yeah, look, the the evidence is overwhelming. All right. So, um, how about Iskander and Astrid then? Well, I mean, I got from my potential future, like brother-in-law the information about how she did have a hand mirror at the speech um and how he thought that was strange and all that stuff so that has been pretty well confirmed for me at this point so I think not knowing what's going on with Frederick I would probably go over there to check in with him especially since Brexta just got like ejected from the meeting and everything's all uh, crazy so um but i know iskander was over with the brawny boys so mm -hmm. um well am i still hanging out with the um the, the hired hand security types is that where i left off because i thought that i had regrouped with people to go um to our ultimate destination so yeah i believe yeah. that we were kind of moving in that in that direction yeah i think you'd sort of finished up with the with the hired muscle right okay so i was going with one group but if there's mention of my gun plans that's definitely where i would go i think that's my highest motivation right now is to try to retrieve those and uh see that they don't fall into uh into the wrong hands uh but we're also trying to solve this uh mystery with madame bondy so uh if that's where everyone else was going because we also got summoned to uh to meet uh frederick and that's where we were headed i believe no frederick's with us at the camp Oh, he's with us now. We made it there. Okay. Yeah, we've been Sorry. there. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of last session. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like I missed a whole session. But Time I has lost all meaning. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Things telescope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. So um, very good. So so basically, I think we can just assume that you're all preparing to to depart. Astrid, maybe you go to fetch Frederick, right? Right. Uh, you see Bundy uh, sort of making her way back to her uh, her office, if you will, in the warehouse. Right. And uh, and Frederick, I don't know, looking slightly chuffed maybe, or, or just sort of self-satisfied. Oh yeah, he's so got good. a little smirk on his face and he's, you know, looks like he's lost in thought. <laughs> oh, Frederick, I've... I've learned some information. I think we should probably meet back up, maybe at my apartment or something, and we can figure out what we all learned. That sounds like a great idea. I have learned some stuff as well. I, uh, hmm, yes, yes, let's, let's, let's meet up. All right, and so I suppose I would also like motion to Iskander, if he isn't already heading our way. Yeah, I think I would be converging on you, having finished with um, the hired help, the hired muscle, the youths. <laughs> the youths. A few youths. All right. Uh, cool. So, yeah, you all make your way out of the camp and are heading back towards uh, Astrid's apartment. Now, how about Grant? What's he up to? I am currently um, I'm kind of probably off in one of the just like some kind of alley or nook um, and I'm actually going through my spell books uh, to see if there's anything that I might be able to do to help us out in our current situation. Um, and I'm seeing some interesting stuff. <laughs> Your spell book, AKA the rule book. AKA the Castle Foggenstein PDF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These tomes of wisdom. <laughs> right. Is it convenient that they are searchable? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I'm looking through those. Um, so I'll, you can come back to me in, in a moment. That's fine. Right. So how about Brexta then? After your unceremonious ejection? Mm, well, I am sure that having done fantastically well on my going ethereal i would have taken that opportunity to just you know leave um i think certainly i came and accomplished what i was looking to do which was to really kind of rifle through her stuff and look for whatever secrets she might be harboring there and then certainly to kind of yeah put her on edge and you know take away that sense of uh ease maybe i think especially being martyred playing the victim um might be real in in some part of it but i really can't wrap my little fairy head around uh i don't know like how she could be complicit in causing the you know true death of her friend <laughs> so i'm sure that part of it is like 
uh, coming from that like naughty uh, little vengeful part inside of every fairy, just mm. trying to like make mm. her upset. So yeah, yeah. Having accomplished all of that, I think that yeah, whatever rendezvous point we had before sounds perfectly fine. I think otherwise we only had plans to go and uh, what see Bernadette tomorrow if possible. Right. right. The yes. Meeting tomorrow to try to set up a meeting with Bernadette. Right. So I think that really, like, that's in my mind, like, aha, that's still the plan. And so going back to rendezvous to kind of figure that out for tomorrow. Cool. But yeah, no, that's a good point. If if the martyr thesis uh, is true, then you would have to account for the fact that she was planning to shoot herself with a cold iron bullet, which would have been not just the death of her physical form, but the death of her entirely. So it would take a pretty extreme personality to pull that off all right uh so very good uh yeah if there's nothing else then we can assume you've all met back up uh even grant having reviewed his uh his spell books and uh yes so when we get back together uh-huh i want to be like all right um I know we've got a lot of we've got a lot of uh, fingers in the pot right now, so to speak. Is anybody, um, you know, I've got, I pull out my spell books. I'm like, I got these damn things, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I can do some stuff with them. Um, some of it a little less friendly than others. Y'all remember the marcher and safe. The, we well, I, we don't like to talk about that. <laughs> you can do some stuff, you say. But I can do stuff like, I mean, I can like see beyond illusions and turn people invisible and stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know if any of that's going to be helpful. Uh, but if we do suspect, I, I do recall a suspicion that Bernadette and or um, Miss Bondi were under some kind of fairy glamour. Um, I might be able to see through that given the proper time and uh, occasion. Would we need to get them together? Mm, not necessarily. I just, time or... just need to go see one. Cast mm -hmm. this spell and go check them out. Oh, okay. So you cast it, and then you go look at each individual. It sounds sounds like. Yeah, I think that's doable. I mean, to be honest, these spell books are quite vague, <laughs> but I believe that's the nature of magic. Uh, to be, uh, you know, a little more fluid, a little loosey goosey. Exactly. Like basically, the spell gives you your uh, your core, you know, concept, and then you build on that. So, how many people do you want to like? For example, the invisibility. You could be like, I can turn all of you invisible, right. you know. And it's just you're just increasing the difficulty when you do that. So you're you're sort of choosing the variables based off that one core idea of how the spell works. So I'm also kind of uh, reverse engineering what I can and can't do, um, according to the. Castle Falkenstein stuff, I'm, uh, diamonds are associated with alchemy, uh, which makes sense. 
And of course, uh, so now I'm looking at the sorcery explanation PDF, and I'm basically looking at the ones that are aspect diamonds as kind of ones that I might be better at than others. Uh, if that's the case, I've got like an anti-magic shell, cause invisibility. I got charm. And charm is weird. It implants a suggestion. I'm incepting them, <laughs> uh, causing the subject to trust and feel friendly towards towards me. Um, create light and dark, obviously. I could just straight up disintegrate somebody if that's <laughs> if we need to. Uh, I'm not saying that's a first uh, uh, you know plan of plan of action. It's a big leap from charm to disintegrate. You know, (laughs) I just want to have both doors available. Um, Could pass through walls, uh, shield, etc. You know, it's not a... And then I could, obviously, I could whip up something custom, I guess. Um, But, uh, you know, these options, you know, we we have more tools at our disposal than uh, I think we've been... For instance, Brexta, I know you can... Uh, you've, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a goose pun. <laughs> but you've turned into a, a, a goose. A real golden egg. <laughs> yeah, you really did, didn't you? So I don't know. I mean, I think we can, we should, we can get creative and and come up with a damn solution to this. We ain't getting over overtime like the police. I mean, it, it sounded like really what for today there were the two main courses of action after having checked out the camp which were going and investigating um bernadette hopefully to get iskander's plans back and then you have a lunch date with um monsieur hoog anyways and that might lead to one avenue or the other so yeah uh, yeah i think that that kind of process of elimination before we have that, you know, plan of action. I'm going to ensure my meeting with Bernadette through Hoog. I'm going to charm him. I'm going to use magic on him. And is that illegal? <laughs> what are the laws like? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like, this sounds illegal. <laughs> oh, I could go to hell for this. <laughs> that Hell which yeah. we call coercion by any other name. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to ensure my meeting with Miss Bernadette. And when I see her, if she's under some kind of fairy glamour, I will know. Nice. All right. I think that's, that's right. a cool idea. I mean, I am <laughs> prone to assume that Bernadette is just evil. So, I mean, whatever. You can look at her if you want to. Just be careful. Yeah, she could be Satan herself, as far as we know. Um, But I definitely would share with the group that supporters did see at the speech that Ms. Bondi had a hand mirror um, at the time that the shot rang out. Do you mean this one? And I'm going to, out of my pocket, pull out the small hand mirror that I took from her desk. Indeed. Uh Uh-oh. Does it dun, match dun, the description dun. of my bumpkin semi lover? <laughs> oh. You're gonna you're gonna go back and find him, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I have to add a character like what? Him on the wiki. What? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's his chaw? 
Um, yeah, so it does indeed match the description. That's exactly how he described it. Where did you find it? Ah, when I investigated Madame Bondy's office, it was secreted away in her desk. How suspicious. Sus, for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't trust any of these damn people. I gotta be honest. I want them all in jail. <laughs> if this were America, buddy, if this were the frontier, you best believe somebody be walking away with a new pair of boots. And then I guess since we're all sort of sharing stuff, Frederick, what did you find out? You were talking to her for quite a long time. So Frederick already has his uh, presentation ready to go. He's did been working you, like, it on in his mind. Prompt you pamphlet for us. Yeah, I was thinking you'd have like some kind of little like thing you could set up, you know, with like a step one, you know. But he's uh, yeah, he spills everything. He's so excited. Uh, you know, he's new. I mean fresh convert so he's just like all about it and uh he's actually been trying to um you have been hold, having a conversation with uh, potterfield about it you know trying to uh you know hey so what do you think about this but uh yeah he's going to completely spill everything uh you notice maybe that he's definitely doesn't seem himself and uh is a bit out of sorts and it's completely has done a full 180 from the moment you guys went into the fairy camp to coming out so, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna, uh, yeah, he spills it. He spills that he's, uh, he thinks Madame Bondi is uh, onto something with this movement. Uh, he reveals that he uh, told her all about the police and Dr. Wasson uh, reveals that he has every intention of tracking down Dr. Wasson and trying to find some evidence. And furthermore, is probably gonna turn over all that paperwork if he uh, has the opportunity. Grant just takes his hat off and uh, he looks at you, Frederick, and he says, I took you for a smarter man than that, Mr. Haas. Yes, I also have taken you for a much smarter man than this. This is terrible, this idea. I, I think we should reconsider this course of action. As, as he kind of leans in closer to get a closer look at uh, Frederick's eyes to see if he's drunk or stoned or something because <laughs> it seems very out of character for Herr Haas. So I guess that's the question, Dave. Is it possible, even though it's a you know just a straight fumble, that this is some sort of uh, glamour that Frederick's under? Yeah, that absolutely. Because it's just such a such a complete shift in you know uh, his personality and everything so is it possible that maybe he's uh maybe his uh pupils are very dilated or he has kind of this very spacey look to him he's kind of just is staring it, off out in the distance is it possible to like you know snap him out of it without maybe having to have him spend the night at my house like the last guy <laughs> <laughs> you know, know like it's an... not gonna go over well for freddy no he's not gonna <laughs> like that but that's what i was gonna say is it maybe isn't even a case of a glamour we know that Frederick is susceptible to the Fey folk. Like, we know he's very susceptible. So, you know, it could just be that you're just very, you're highly suggestible. But then now that you're out of that environment, maybe, yeah, somebody could talk you, talk you out of it, basically. Yeah. Just, 
are, are we picking up that like Frederick's got the hots for this, uh, for this, well, this, this woman, this lady? I, I mean, it depends what you, you guys might be picking up different vibes. I think for Frederick, he's, uh, it's, he's uh, intellectually uh, enamored. Mm-hmm. with the with the ideas that she was she was talking about and uh right. so he definitely seems he mentions her a lot in sort of a reverent fashion uh and uh but is mostly talking about these ideas that she has which i'm assuming are kind of like you know just her the 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 same uh you know ideas that her her movement has grizzly's gonna stand up and start walking towards the bar um and just remark Does Astrid that, have a bar in her apartment <laughs> she doesn't um, strike me as you got a do you got a liquor cabinet <laughs> i think that i may have knowing that grant was coming over um on the table that i also use for dissection mm-hmm. i have set up what bottles of things i have Oh, okay, good. So I avoid the like chloroform. Pure yeah. with like <laughs> suspended in them. Yeah, I was gonna say you went the yeah. good the good host route. I was expecting like you have you know ninety percent ethanol as like a sterilization <laughs> and preservative. I type was of imagining that you had something like just like a sparkling rosé and that's it. Right. Yeah, I probably that wouldn't have like very much of anything. Yeah, but yeah, what I have is out. Okay, <laughs> so you I have the uh, and stuff like that. You have the 1870 equivalent of a box of wine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I probably pick up like I probably pick up like a few bottles of sterilization alcohol and things with like floating stuff in it, thinking it might be a tequila, but it's not. And uh, you know, until I find something that's drinkable, the box of wine, if you will, and uh, I pop it open, and yeah. I, uh, take a swig and uh, yeah, just kind of remark that Haas, like, uh, uh, sounds like you're enamored, pal. I, I, <clears throat> and I, I don't think this is the, I don't think this is the path for you, sir. So, Dave, uh, with my experiences, previous experiences, and my susceptibility to mm-hmm. a fae folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the chances that out of that environment, now that I'm back, you know, at uh, Astrid's apartment and I'm surrounded by friends and everything, that I come to the realization that I was, uh, you know, definitely uh, it happened again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh no, not again. <laughs> or I'm even imagining like sidling over to you and being like, "Oh, Frederick, not again." Mm. Lots, lots again. Like just oh, patting no. your hands, like taps yeah. your ears and just Every starts like time. slapping you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> disapproving. Look at me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Brexta, if you want to, yeah, try and kind of, uh, you know, in Pendragon terms, uh, you know, heal his melancholy. Um. You what can certainly that? give that a shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think uh, charisma might be one, or 
Yeah. I could do charisma. Um, Social graces. Can you deal me a fourth card just Ooh. so I can have a full hand? Certainly. That's right. I, I was going to make sure everybody had a full hand and I forgot. Okay. There it, is. Yeah. There you go. Oh, holy crap. Cups, you say. <laughs> charisma, you say. <laughs> so my charisma is great. I do. But bam. Ooh, is that a king? That's a queen. That's a queen. Maybe. All right. That's fitting. So yeah, I right. I can manage to <laughs> come over and like, now, Freddie, you always do this. We let you out of our sight for five minutes, and the next fairy you see just has you wrapped around their little finger, like tisk tisk tisk. Uh huh. Don't you remember what happened at court last time? Ooh. Ooh, I'm imagining like, oh, what, what terrible, embarrassing things possibly have fairies gotten him to do? Uh, to embarrass him for everyone's fun and entertainment in the Sealy Court, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, putting a tea cozy on your head and singing a little song, or... Acting out like a, some sort of embarrassing Shakespearean sort of yeah. monologue or something like that, but that's a very buffoonish, embarrassing character, you know, but going all in on acting that out. Dressed like a little bunny or something like that. <laughs> Yep, yep. One like they uh, frequently had me perform one man shows for them uh, in very demeaning fashion. Yeah, and like they had love scenes somehow, but you <laughs> just had to act it out yourself. Like out with empty air, <laughs> yeah, with arms like this, and like you know, uh, with you know, obviously utter silence the whole time, no uh, applause or uh, laughter. So yeah, lots of memories flooding back to Frederick as he's remembering all of these. Uh, uh, events from his tenure. You remember what happened last time at the court of Lady Such and Such, and this is the last time we leave you on your own around this fay. You just can't help yourself, can you? Maybe. Does anybody have anything that can, can, we can give Haas to make him less susceptible to these kinds of things? Some kind of a partial luck... lobotomy? Like, like a yeah, like a, like a luck charm or <laughs> this is what I was kind of thinking, like ah. a rabbit's uh, foot or something. Is that what the absinthe was for? Does he just need to have a travel version of it at all times? There's <laughs> a little mini bottle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just swings it like as he like. Yeah. Just like a bandolier of little uh, airplane bottles of you, you have You have a sugar packet that you just put on your tongue and then you swig the mini. Yeah. Now, now his... Uh, his, uh, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His affection for the green fairy makes a little more sense. Yeah. Like Brexta and Iskander were in the same boat where she's like a partial lobotomy and, and Iskander is like a stout slap or two. And, right. and then you start mentioning totems and similar. We're both like, oh, uh, right. Yes. Fixing the situation, that, not fixing Frederick. All right. I hear that you humans are really quite easy to, you know. You can do marvelous things with a nice pick. If we could just like implant a little bit of iron in like in his skull at the part of his brain that's like especially susceptible. I would love to watch someone A try to find that and B it'll give me just like a low grade headache every time I'm around him. So this is like the world's scariest intervention. Really Imagine is. that, like, Frederick is just sitting there while everyone's surrounded with all these, like, 
yeah. terrifying suggestions. This is what it's come to, Freddy. I believe I have the yeah. exact tools for necessary you. for such an operation in my toolkit in here somewhere. <laughs> I have sure, my slap yeah. gauntlet. I'm yeah. sure I could, we could devise build a, a little robotic arm that oh any time he starts agreeing with a fairy, it just slaps him a little. <laughs> just a little. And I could so just with uh, the cartoony glove on, right? Yeah, exactly. I could just alchemy up your skeleton into cold iron, Frederick, and that ought to fix it. Oh, I read a, like a story really... about that, that long work. ago. It's called work. like diplomatic Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it goes, uh, it backfires, and my skeleton turns into margarine. Which... <laughs> Ugh. Oh, jeez. Anyways. Yikes. <laughs> Anyways, we got. What Freddy, are we doing have here? Have you learned your lesson? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What Frederick is you? quite terrified. <laughs> so I think they that counts, right? Like I think that kind of snaps. Yeah. Oh, bit. that was a high success. So yeah, you are out. I mean, it's like suddenly it's one of those like, what the fuck was I just thinking? Yeah. Imagine he's got his, his head in his his face in his hands, and he's just like you know elbows on his knees, just yeah. Oh, not again. What have I done? Oh, I told her so much. I've done something oh, horrible. Oh, maybe, perhaps you should implant uh, the cold iron into my brain. <laughs> perhaps you should make my skeleton margarine. Oh. Oh, now Freddy. I know. Oh, the guilt. Poor, poor silly boy. It, it was uh, a mistake. It, I mean, it was your fault, but it wasn't your fault. <laughs> right. Oh, I should never have gone there. It was, it was foolish. We'll walk over to Haas and give him a drink of whatever the hell I'm drinking. Mm. And I'll uh, ask, uh, ask her if she has any bacon. Behind. Bacon? Bacon. Are I have you heard of... to eat bacon? I have heard of this concept that the, the Germans enjoy, that when they are sad, they eat bacon. I believe it's... Uh, that makes so I, much sense. I, I feel this may soothe him. I don't know where I recall this from. Somewhere, perhaps, in my travels between my origin and this fabulous town. I'm City. looking around City. Astrid's apartment, and I'm like, I don't know that I'd trust oh, anything yes, in no. here to put in my mouth. <laughs> if bacon will make him feel better, then let's get him bacon. Iskander, that's a wonderful idea. Freddy, do you want some bacon? Maybe just a little. I think there is a small cafe nearby that has late night breakfast foods, uh, like some sort of Vufel house or something like that. And Vufel. we can go there and we can get some bacon and then be awesome. ready for going to bed. So in the morning, we is can go like... to the Hoog meeting. Yes, yes that, that would be nice. That's great. You're distressed. You like revert to like full on German. Vielleicht nur ein bisschen. No, no, no doubt there are, you know, late night cafes and and uh, saloons and bars that you can you can hit up for sure. This is Paris after all. Although, to be fair, I probably would have bacon just because I mean, for those of you that don't know, Swedish people freaking love waffles. So I'm sure I have breakfast food like there is a national holiday in Sweden for waffles. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy time. So and, well, yeah, well, you could probably use bacon to patch up Potterfield, too, right? Oh yeah, like it just needs a little bit of flesh in there. Ooh, it's smoky and delightful. I was thinking that maybe you like have like a couple of, I don't know, boxes or beakers or something like, or bags. One says like 
bacon and one says spare Potterfield parts and then you, you pick them up and the signs fall off and then you drop them and like well what are these will do Potterfield is no <laughs> longer kosher <laughs> <laughs> well yeah let's get out of here and go to the Wolfel house and uh, we'll figure out what our move is for the morning Mm. Now, uh, Frederick, do you intend to follow through on finding Dr. Boisson and bringing him to uh, Madame Bondi or any other evidence that she requested? I do not. I am uh, uh, feeling quite guilty and, and actually the opposite. I, would, I definitely want to uh, distance myself from that, uh, all those uh, promises and whatnot. That's understandable, but can we not leverage that to our advantage somehow? Hmm. Possibly, but I think Frederick's probably the not the right person for the job. He's a uh, fair. Yeah, he's he's a little too uh, easily influenced. Any other, uh, so you've got the lunch with Hoog and you want to try and get in touch with uh, Bernadette. Any other goals? Before that, did we want to confront Madame Bondi or did we um, want to just wait for the, the lunch with Hoog and Bernadette? Does anybody want to go to the, like the meeting with Hoog with me? Yes. I don't, okay. Whoever wants to go can go. I think, yeah, right. Iskander and Astrid maybe wanted to go. I definitely, I definitely want to go, would yeah. want to be in the vicinity if you were able to set up a meeting with Bernadette, because I feel like I'd be able to recognize if it was really her or not. Okay. But for the meeting with Hoog, I'm okay with being there or not as it pleases you. I have no special interest in talking to him. Okay, doesn't doesn't make any difference to me. I just want to know who's trying to roll. And uh, but I do think Iskander's idea of just going up to Bondi and being like, "We know what you've done. Go ahead and tell us." And you know, blah blah blah. I think that's a I think that's a solid plan as any. I mean, I mean she in, has the fear in her right now too. So with my apartment being so close, I could make it part of my duties um especially during the hoog meeting and such to kind of keep an eye on what's going on at the camp and if she's doing anything suspicious see how she's responding to everything brexta was yelling in the camp and stuff like that or just make two stops stop yeah. by her place in the morning and then head to the lunch afterwards True. J'accuse in the morning and lunch in, in the afternoon. I'd say let's do it. I, let's start making moves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I get my gun out. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing I was going to say. Like, start loading it with cold iron bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be like, you know, steel itself. So right. I feel like, you know, that's going to be 
sufficient, I think, to cow any um, uh, fairy or at least discomfit them based on um, Jade's revelation that like, look, cold iron's a nuclear option, just regular iron, like get right. the job done. Don't but, go overboard. Well, I guess my hesitation, my wanting to go cold iron is because I remember when I shot Brexta and she didn't seem to care much. Well, that was lead though. So okay, I don't fair. think that that would have really. Yeah. The I gun know. itself is actually, you know, good old fashioned pistol whipping would actually. Uh, be... That's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Pistol right. whipper. Okay. The, fair. the gun itself, pistol just whip. even being nearby or, you know, yeah. Being in close proximity would probably have a very discomforting effect from what I understand. It's really distracting at the very best. So right. David, let me well, ask you this. Just feel yes. incapacitated. That, that's exactly what I want. I wanted to feel capacitated and distracted. David, how, what kind of magic or success level would I need to be able to pull off a spell like near instantaneously? Uh, well, you mean to cast it near instantaneously or to have an instantaneous effect? To have an instantaneous effect. Like if I wanted to take all of the like nails out of the floorboards and create like an impromptu, um, I don't know, like cage of iron around a fairy, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, I yeah I know I trust me I, <laughs> I'm not proud. Uh, of it. I'm not proud. I've done I've done terrible things, Brexta. <laughs> Here's my biography. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, how what what would I need to do that kind of thing? Well, so actually, hmm, let's see here. Let's go to the let's go to the magic section, which is somewhere uh let's see let me find it here because basically as far as having something go off right away that shouldn't be it, it should it always goes off as soon as you you know raise enough magical energy now how long it lasts that's the variable right so um, I'm trying to remember if there is a way to kind of hurry uh, your energy gathering or not. I think it's basically just like that's where harmonics come in because you're just you're just putting cards into play as you as you pull them. You know, you don't really care what the suit is. Um, but yeah, let me just try and get to the sorcery section here. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh yeah, you can do sorcery duels. I forgot about that. That's cool. Put that on the list. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a mesmerism duel. Now we need a sorcery duel. That's right. Yeah, I want to. Uh, what? Who duels in Harry Potter? I want a mm -hmm. Harry Potter duel with somebody. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. So you define the duration of the spell, its complexity, its range of effect, number of subjects affected, subjects' natural resistance to sorcery, and your familiarity. With the subject of the spell, you must have a duration, complexity, range, number of subjects, level of resistance, and familiarity, and then missing values filled in. Okay, next step is to gather power required, and 
that is equal to your thalamic energy requirement minus the value of your source readability, yes. And then when an amount equal to or greater than the total energy requirement. So you could actually, there we go. Okay, so you could actually have a more or less instantaneous spell if the thalamic energy requirement minus your sorcery ability of good equaled zero or like one, you know. Uh, so let's look at this example here. You're trying to transmute nails into prison bars, essentially. Essentially, maybe even like without her, um, you know, like maybe like behind her or above her, somewhere where she may not see it immediately, but mm. it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, my head is swimming right now and I don't know why, you know, but yeah. really it's Grizzly Grant playing in the background. Who put Grizzly Grant on the speakers? <laughs> right. uh, on the PA. It should never be on the PA. No. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Two, four, six. Uh, subjects affected. That's seven. Okay. Subject is fairy. Uh-oh. That raises the makes it nine and then let's see you barely know the subject that would be 11 yeah no it's looking like it will not be instantaneous damn okay sadly yeah. there's another reason grant would never say this while brex is around but he has a growing distaste for fairies oh dear <laughs> we are delightful first of all and second of all how dare you <laughs> well <laughs> Just like I said, he would never say it while Brexta's around. He does like Brexta, but they're too tricksy. They're too tricksy. They're hard to manipulate. You mean we are too fun? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that also. <laughs> Grant's not a very fun person. Yeah, he hates fun. That's true. All right. So, yeah. Cantankerous old bastard. <laughs> His... Oh, We're back, back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah. Yep. So you can try it. It's just, uh, it's going to take, you know, your usual, <laughs> the usual fun time. Let me draw cards from the deck. <laughs> Each yeah. card represents two minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Ugh. And, you know, turn the building into, uh, I don't know, a honey baked ham or something. <laughs> God. It just dis disintegrates some random NPC nearby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like you'd have to bring source source material with you too. I just can't imagine a bunch of fairies staying in a in a building like lousy with all that iron. Yeah, well, have to be it... either accommodatingly built or they would change it or something. I didn't anticipate. I didn't anticipate doing that in the fairy camp. I'd rather her, I'd rather lure them out to an area that's more advantageous for us. You know, mm. I don't mm. want to get, I don't want to get ganked mm. by a bunch of fairies who are like, who's this mortal, you know, casting spells at our leader. That, uh, that's a good point. Well, all right. Okay, but in the morning, <laughs> uh, did we decide that come morning we're going to march straight to Madame Bondi's abode or the temporary digs, demand an audience, shake some accusations at her, see how that plays out, and then off to a, a fun lunch with Monsieur Hoog, 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna totally fall back on the. Uh, I mean, I'll be there for the uh, for the fairy interrogation, but I'm letting you lead the way on that, Iskander. I mean, unless anybody else wants to yell at this fairy, but I think Iskander's probably. I mean, yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, this is like my idea, but I yeah. don't know that um, I would necessarily be the, the person to be making these impassioned accusations. Well, it's clearly Frederick couldn't be do it. Frederick or I. Right. Yeah. So I, it's got to be you. It's got to be, gotta be me or Astrid, right? And Astrid doesn't want to do it. She, Astrid is, you know, bless her heart, she's not the most intimidating. Uh, no, you know what I'm right. saying? I mean, I could like choke slammer, but I don't really have an interest in doing that. And I would I watch continue, nice to her. Continuing with the, the 24 two. theme, you know. <laughs> 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 right. I'll tombstone her. And yeah. well, <laughs> I've got physique and charisma. So I can be real nice or real mean, but in a physical way. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I could, <sighs> I, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I could also alter your size or shape, Iskander. Or if you wanted, I could turn your fists into iron or something. So you can... <laughs> they... I don't know. No, 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 no. Into no, no. iron. <laughs> Just visions of margarine safes, like, dancing around my head. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't know. You don't we know. Don't, I didn't tell anybody about yeah. margarine safe. Did you, Haas? I that Frederick told everyone. I, I did feel not. like we this, all knew about yet. that, but I guess not. Okay, okay, good. No, no, no. No one knows about yeah, margarine safe. Know your secret shame. Papers <laughs> were, like obtained from the factory. All right. Yeah. We don't it know hap- why they were greasy. It ha- but- Yeah. It happened, and I looked. I turned around and looked at Haas, and I was like, "Not a word. <laughs> don't tell the elf." I thought that Astrid was in the hallway, though, when you leapt out and told Monsieur Hoog like the fairies they turned your safe into butter and stole your stuff but that I didn't see not sentient butter <laughs> that it was True. fair though I'm... I recall that there was banging on that door oh yeah no, no, there was much that's a secret drama. that will not be kept for forever no my father why did you create me <laughs> yeah why do I'm I feel sure. pain yeah <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you <laughs> I'm sure if you hound Grizzly about it or Haas, old Loose Lips Haas over there probably let it slip eventually. In any case, I, I, you know, I don't think it's something that I would be interested in. Just, I I was there when you um, alchemied your rifle out of the roof of the train car, which was awesome, by the way. But such an operation being applied to my person is quite horrifying we'll save that for the final boss <laughs> when when i turn you into a spiked ball of, of cold iron or whatever <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> rex do look away <laughs> spike ball of cold iron that you then like serve up like a volleyball <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> i've made astrid the size of a building and she wields you like a spiked flail <laughs> suddenly this has become an anime <laughs> <laughs> we're all in giant robots and <laughs> <laughs> you're all shouting at each other all right all right i mean if i'm the if i'm the only person who can confront madame bondi with this uh tactic then 
I'll, I'll, I'll step up and do it. Yeah, sure. it's like I would threaten her because I have charisma, but it, I don't have cards for it right now. I literally only have stuff for physical, so I can only throw people or things. All right. Now, how many people are going? Is, is everybody going and like people are just kind of hanging around the background? I'm going to go for sure. I don't want to be involved in like a negative happening at the fairy camp because especially since it's so close to my house I want to still be able to have that interaction if we need someone in there um, especially since I very publicly came to her aid at the shooting I think I still have a positive aura so I don't want to ruin that right now I could sure, sure. alter your form I know everyone's scared of being turned oh into living God. butter <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I could also alter I've got their magic. I want to use it. <laughs> I could alter your appearance without changing your fundamental structure. Mm. Just saying. If you I'm want. not going to break you I'll... down into meat and blood and then rebuild you. <laughs> you say that, and yet. You say that now. Man. Yeah, until you have a little muscle. Potterfield spasm. Jr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how Potterfield ended up that way. It was Grant, it was Grant all along. Quiet this whole time. Astrid, we need to team up, apparently. I, I, I know the shortcuts to your science. <laughs> I might also point out that Madame Bondi is not yet aware that Frederick is no longer under her influence and would surely right. respond to, you know, anything he might ask. Mm, if you're, if you're concerned saying, about her being amongst her people is what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier, but I didn't want, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, give a beer to somebody and recover here or whatever, you know, like I don't want, I don't want Frederick to True. Lose his you don't mind. want to put him in the line of fire. Yeah. All right. Well, exactly. You know, he doesn't have to be there. He can just send a letter. Ah, we could deliver a letter. There you go. You could rather than going to the camp, have Frederick ask her to have like meet him somewhere away saying that it needs to be secret. And surely if he was such a yeah. willing confidant before, then Wait, I don't think that she would suspect. That's super smart. I'm gonna make like me. Yeah. I'm gonna make me look like Frederick. There you oh, go. Change there. your own form. That's she right. Experiment on yourself. On us. <laughs> Damn. I have, I have no problem becoming sentient margarine. <laughs> <laughs> Goes with the territory, right? Goes with the territory. I know. Got me through high school. <laughs> if you turn right, into my nickname. a pile of butter, <laughs> will margin. sadness eat you while you roll a new character? So. There we go. Now yeah. we're talking. All right. That's you know that's the that's the real secret of this scenario is that that butter sculpture at the bar <laughs> started out as a sorcerer. Is <laughs> is yeah? That's a, a future future grant for sure. If I just turn into Mardrin, y'all are just playing with Mardrin Grant. I don't. Oh, man, <laughs> I just love the idea of like Grant turning himself, like changing his form to look like Haas, and then going in with the most like comic accent, like. Oh, but man. she doesn't notice because she doesn't know humans that well, maybe. Right. Or something, but he's like, right. oh, hello there. Oh, hello. With a with an A. <laughs> Yeah, it's like some Hogan's hero reject, you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. So you're you you would be casting an illusion, right? Unless you want to actually transmogrify your body to be like 
like Frederick, but I assume you want to go with an illusion. So, well, let me, before I answer that, <laughs> what, what is the, what are the odds? Oh, so now you have reservations. No, 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 no. I, I want to know. I have no reservations. I will, tra- I will transmute myself to bones and blood and then rebuild oh. myself in Haas's image. Oh, damn. But before I do that, if I do an illusion, uh, I would even ask Brexta this. Uh, what are the odds that she'll be able to see through it? Well, like, do fairies do? Can can fairies be like, hey, this fool, like this guy's got a magical aura that I didn't sense before, or his uh, shadow looks like a cowboy's. I think that it kind of that would be depends. awesome by the way that i would think be awesome. that uh for instance my ability to detect those things has been a matter of my perception which is mm-hmm. really very good mm-hmm. um and especially for a fairy uh who is part of the race that is known for shape-shifting um yeah she might <laughs> have a higher barometer for that than others who's to say because you won't be doing it the way that she would do it mm-hmm. um okay. But I know that when I have been kind of uh, making checks, as you will, to, for detecting like magic or those other sorts of fae type things, it's just been a matter of perception. I do recall, Kenny recalls, I believe last session she had, a, she made a perception test and it was, she had excellent perception. Hmm. Um, I mean, we might be better off just sending someone who is Frederick's valet. I mean... Whether. That's not a bad idea. It's yeah. not as exciting. But. Well, especially yeah. if Frederick yeah. tells you her. You can transmogrify his... yourself into a valet. So. <laughs> now we're it's talking. The waistcoat and the little gloves. That's right. I mean, Frederick could certainly say that perhaps things have become dangerous, and so as not to draw suspicion on himself, he is sending a trusted colleague to deliver that information to her. A mm. confidant. So I feel that like you as don't sus- have to look like her. As suspicious as she is, she might be less than forthcoming like if i sent if i sent grizzly trans transmogrified grizzly uh with like a sack of the papers you know those papers that we transcribed from hoog is like you know not not necessarily that you give them to her but that you have something there to work with i think we might be able to get a lot of information out of her i'm into that i'm into that idea i say we uh, well, in America, we'd be rolling the dice, but in here, uh, I guess we're uh, playing the cards. There you go. Play the hand that's telling you. That's right. And in this case, it means melting myself into a puddle and coming <laughs> coming back as Frederick Cox. He went thousand style. <laughs> totally. I mean, all so, that yeah. said, I was going to say, Iskander was the one who kind of had this idea to confront her in the first place. And he is not only physically threatening, but also well-spoken. And so he might be kind of like a very appropriate foil. He's kind of conspicuous. She probably saw him at the camp yesterday, but that might add some credibility to his trustworthiness as an associate of Frederick's. I agree, but I think Iskander is rather hesitant about the whole ordeal. And I look at Iskander. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't even, I think you could just show up as you are, unless you want me to make you a tie or something. We could like have you like in the drop point and then we're all just like hiding. <laughs> I could turn all of us into <laughs> barrels. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Good 
Bye. That count as a TPK <laughs> if we don't ever come back from being barrels. Yep. That would be the best TPK ever, <laughs> though. So <laughs> really would. You're welcome. You, you live out the rest of your existence as barrels. <laughs> sentient <laughs> barrels. <laughs> sentient barrels with no ability to communicate. Well, then we could Voltron together into like a big barrel like <laughs> thing. Now we're talking. Awesome. No, Nazi Picos, Nazi Picos. <laughs> Not again. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with I mean, I'm gonna leave it up to Iskander. I'm just saying, if Iskander doesn't want to go yell at this fairy lady and tell her that we know what she done and she better, you know, fess up or whatever, I am okay with you know Zordoning myself into some kind of form and going and, and pretending that I'm Haas's valet on a secret mission to, you know, blah blah blah. And I know quite a bit about Monsieur Hoog that I might be able to barter with her for information or something. I don't know. I feel like a hybrid approach is probably best. You as a trusted valet delivering the the goods in Frederick's absence would get us in the door. I think get us to our target. And then once we're there, then I can jacuse. I can transform and look into a, look like a thug and go try to jump her. And then you come out and you beat me up and I run away and you've saved her life. (laughs) Now she has to trust you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I okay, think I like I'm gonna, first we build a rocket ship and then we, we launch ourselves, build a colony on the moon. Yes. This is <laughs> once a great we have, that's right. Once we have space technology at our disposal, we'll be able to simply spy on the ferry. I'm going to need a bushel of onions, an ermine, and a golden spoon. <laughs> right. If you really want to use magic, I know you're going to charm a hoog. But like, oh, yeah. how difficult might would it be to charm a fairy? I mean, I assume as a fairy, it's automatically harder. But like, to be like, we know what you did last summer, sort of thing. Well, considering my magic, the difficulty went up quite a bit. I mean, I could do it. I'd probably just have to be hiding in, you know, Iskander, who I've turned into a barrel. I'm hiding within him, casting the spell. Right, you have to be like, one second. All right, yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> keep in mind, it took me like, like 10 minutes to like yank down to to make it seem like I was yanking down that zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget. Yeah. That's it took true. me a long time to okay. do that. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> Finally being serious now. Okay. <laughs> Let's get like a, a chest of reasonable size, right? And this this will ostensibly contain the papers and the things that that she asked for from Frederick. And so you, the guy, it will ostensibly contain the guy he was supposed to find. No, 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 just just the papers and <laughs> documents and stuff yep, like that. There. That he, he, yeah, he's still obviously he's not going to be a person in there. It's just going to be the the effects that she asked for. And it turns out that there's a lot more of it or whatever. Plus the guards at the door or whatever wouldn't necessarily be privy to the machinations, the, the finer machinations of their mistress's, uh, you know, carryings on. So th- this is the, the prop. This is the MacGuffin that we're bringing her um, as a delivery from Herr Haas. And Brandt is the, the valet of of Haas 
with uh, a letter of introduction or what have you and uh, written by Haas to say, you know, I can't come myself bringing you this to, uh, you know, as, as discussed and so on and so forth. And I'm just there to carry it because it's a big chest. And that's how we're going to get in to have our audience with Madame Bondi. And then once we're in the door, then that's when the jig will be up and I'll confront her about her crimes. The only missing puzzle piece is um, what is my or else? You know, we, we know you've done this and that and the other thing. Now, confronted with this information, you must A or we will B. What, what, what's A and B in that equation? Well, I, th- I don't know what A is. Uh, and you guys might think that B means shooting her with a bullet, but it uh, right now it is not. It is actually uh, we turn her over to the police for conspiracy to commit murder. Have all these all these charges trumped up? I think so. I'm laying out all of these things that we're accusing her of. And she and knows. So... She knows the cops are mesmerized to be like anti fairy right now. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So we can just be like, or we'll just, we're just going to go to the police and we've got conspiracy to commit murder against Miss Yorhug. And, you know, the police are going to believe it because, you know, they're looking for an excuse to get rid of you right now. So what do we want her to do ultimately? What am I Con- trying to get her to do? Confess. Pray her to confess to you. Mm-hmm. I, I've been... <laughs> if that's the route you're going to go, we need to know who is involved. Yeah, I want to know... I want to know what she. I want to know what she knows about the assassination, what she knows about Monsieur Hugh, and what she knows about Bernadette. And if she doesn't know about any of that stuff, I don't know. I feel like we can't just be like, "All right, see ya." Yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry about this, and we'll see you next time. You know. <laughs> oh, well, don't I feel sheepish? Pardon me. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll see myself out as I turn you into a sheep. <laughs> Oh shit! Now, Jade, wasn't your original suggestion to invite Bundy, you know, to, somewhere, yeah, and away honestly, from the camp? I felt yeah. like having, yeah, it uh, under the guise of her meeting Frederick would probably make her the most amenable. I know that Frederick is probably feeling um, vulnerable, but certainly in such close quarters and with um, uh, uneven numbers, perhaps between he and his companions and Bondi, he would be less susceptible, especially now that he knows he's been so heartily duped um, Uh, because I really was able to, with that high success, snap him out of it. Um, That is a much better plan. Because having some subtlety there where um, she comes out and feels secure and is perhaps uh, thinking she is among friends is more likely to share some of that information where if it's a mistake, an honest, genuine uh, misapproximation on our part it's there's more of a cover there possibly and if it seems like it really is going the route that it is then yes it's like haha we have you in our snap like our snare kind of a thing do we just invite her to somebody's apartment or do we try to find like a neutral ground probably yeah secure just a I mean, room i think that like an interview with a vampire even if frederick isn't there he's a diplomat he absolutely has access to secure places, does he not? 
Uh, yeah, like a safe house kind of situation or some sort of uh, like a the equivalent of like a seedy motel uh, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think you know, co-working space type I think of in thing. Terms of, I mean, and that's my assumption, but I think, you know, being a diplomat, his connections would certainly afford him some amount of um, discretion, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. That sounds possible, right, Dave? That I would have access to... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Frederick's game for this, he's definitely nervous, doesn't trust himself, but uh, he's willing to go along with it. If you start getting really nervous and things go south, Freddy, just offer her, offer to pay her or something. <laughs> yeah, just start throwing Give money her at her. Give her some socks. <laughs> um, so is this kind of like a, uh, you know, he's wearing a wire sort of thing where you're all going to be in the room next you, door? You have a conch shell. <laughs> <laughs> and if things go wrong, I just like blow into the conch shell and Fondy's <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you doing that? What As you're being this? disintegrated. It's just like, a, yeah. an Austrian tradition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when we make fun. You have a conch shell in your lapel that you speak into. I'm at, I've been exposed. Get in here. Yeah, this is My cover's full size conch shell. It's the size of a 10 pound turkey like, <laughs> on his lapel. I feel like, given that this this is Paris after all, so That's the true. room would it's probably be divided by French doors or something like that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. We would be maybe in the, the other room. I thought you were just going to argue that a conch shell on the lapel would be fashionable in Paris. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, well, I think we can do this. So what is Frederick's goal here? Is it to get a confession or is it just to get her comfortable and then have everyone kind of jump out? And uh... I would say it's to get her there. And then it's okay. the, the meeting is a subterfuge and that's where we ambush her. Although I certainly so. think that if you're able to get, you know, that sort of like confidence Right? If you could pull it off, especially, by all means. I think that uh, if you were really so fervently invested and gave up all of this really sensitive information, you could probably. I mean, you are a diplomat. I think that being able to weasel it out of her, um, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, reciprocal kind of, you know, tit for tat kind of a thing wouldn't be that hard. I just am so hesitant about having Haas interact with this person at all who knows that's what i'm saying is like having him not by himself like have someone else in the room like oh this is my you know cohort or my valet or something like that you know don't have him alone in the room with her right Right. um just to i mean if we wanted to complicate this plan to make grant slash can you feel better (laughs) about using magic what if he transmogged astrid to look like Bernadette. And we just see if she reacts to Bernadette being there as Frederick's valet. I like it. Interesting. Also, I'm not so hard up about using magic, but it does sound like fun. Uh, However, I I think that's a very interesting approach or at the very least, like making you look like Bernadette and have you appear at the meeting. Yeah, I mean, either way, because at least if there's like, legit no reaction that we can perceive with our right. collective perceptiones, then we're like, okay, 
maybe it's not a thing. But if she's like, oh shit, or if she tries to talk to me or something like that, then we can be like, mm, mm-hmm. Plus, you know Bernadette well enough, Astrid, that you could probably passively, you know, behave in the same approximate manner. I mean, it might certainly make you vomit a little bit on the yeah. side. However, no, I figured it would probably be a lot of. But, I can't yeah. believe I'm doing this. Dear <laughs> yeah. diary, I betrayed myself today, but for the greater good. I think I'm... that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this same. is a. This is a. Uh, this is a great plan, and I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> okay, so just to review, in the morning, uh, you're going to dispatch Frederick's valet to summon Madame Bondi to come to Frederick's safe house. At the safe house, Frederick and a transmogrified Astrid will be waiting for him. In the next room, behind some you know, curtained French doors, the rest of you will be waiting for the signal. Uh, waiting and listening. Yeah, waiting and listening. Trouble. Uh, you're going to see if Bernadette being there is sufficient to spook Madame Bondi or like give you some kind of indication she knows who this is, which will be kind of a, a sign, a tip off that maybe something's going on that's fishy. Uh, but at any rate, uh, at, from that point, the the accusations can fly and then you'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll wing it after that. And then afterwards, we'll go to the bank and I'll invest into Monsieur Hoog's business. <laughs> that's right. And possibly meet the real Bernadette. <laughs> That's right. An hour and 45 minutes later, we have a plan. Jeez Louise. Yes. All right. Good job, everybody. All right. So, balls fine. If not, the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got if a not, gun. We burned so. down Paris. Uh, <laughs> I think we should bring that mirror with us, too. The oh, mirror. yes. I was going to say, should we addition? A, does she know the mirror is gone? And B, mm-hmm. if, even if she does or doesn't, does she want it back? Or did we use it as evidence against her? Like, we don't know to... that she's aware, but she did go back to her office after. Right. I left something oh. that looks like it. Oh, that's we'll right. see if she okay. you Indiana Jones did. Nice. It's probably stole... like a wad of like, I don't know, leaves or something. Okay. Yeah. That might, Those... that's, there's it our. Looked, it looks pretty good. Th- th- there's our, there's our initial, like we, we show her the mirror and then we have like a postcard of the painting in the Louvre. And we're like, care to explain yourself, Missy, you know? <laughs> Let's go ahead and like try the whole ruse first and then see if that's actually necessary. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But perhaps, I don't know, Iskander, since you are potentially the one doing the confrontation, maybe I'll give you the mirror? Yeah, or... okay. Yeah, you can bring it out. I can, I can burst out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Make sure you wear your finest red shirt. There you go. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, this sounds like a great plan. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Number let's one, look at what it takes it so. for uh Grant to transmogrify Astrid. Astrid, I need you to sign this waiver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I trust you completely. I know you would never do anything to harm me. That's right. You are my friend. And I'm taking my time. I want to make sure All right. that Astrid is comfortable at mm-hmm. ease and mm-hmm. that uh, I'm not uh, breaking too many bones. This is basically, yeah, just like an illusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I want to make it a good one. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to like 
take like make an illusion of Astrid and then and then be like, um, Brexta, check it out and see, you know, if and Brexta's like my quality control. She's like QA. And if she is like, nah. Now to I'll... be fair, I've never seen Bernadette, I think. And so right, I think but whatever you come up with, I'll be like, you yeah, know, that's pretty good. Well, I like I said, like if you see like shooting details. So all right, fine. yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if, you have like like Ooh. a hate locket with a picture of her. I, yeah, I was gonna say, are you still carrying a picture of the two of you? You know, yeah. like like from oh. a, a photo gallery. Well, from the bottom of your trunk, it's like yeah. the photo ripped in half. Right. Oh, and like here's the half you need. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't actually have black X's over her eyes, though. All right, uh... don't do that part. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, like I said, like if I just want to make sure it's like f- as close to fairy proof as I can get, you know, like right. like I said, like earlier, like if her shadow is Astrid's, or if she actually just looks like a black and white photo with X's over her eyes, or you know, whatever, whatever. Well, hopefully, you would be able to tell grant if those things are off too <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't have the fairy eyes yeah he so. wants to make sure that it's fairy proof as well i right. will scrutinize i will scrutinize, scrutinize in fact i'm excited i'm like setting myself up like in a nice chair as though you're like performing <laughs> totally. for me i have yeah. like a snifter waiting i have never seen one of grant's spells go wrong so that's right true. you have total faith in me i would like to say uh Haas turn S- sweating profusely. Yeah. Last <laughs> <laughs> time it though, went so wrong. Haas so wrong. sweating and seeming nervous does not, you know, make me feel alarmed in any way. Yeah, that's like it's yeah. so yeah. a little dance. Just you know Haas, he gets sweaty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So again, taking my time. We're not in a rush. Um, All I just right. want to make sure that this uh probably how long do you think we should make this last like two hours my next question you can do uh up to 30 minutes you can do an hour or you can do a day or you could do a week Ooh, how long do you uh think you can stomach being miss bernadette i think to be safe we probably want to do it for the day right we don't want to be like oh meet us at this time and then she doesn't show up at the right time and we're like blah, 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 i would agree uh plus if she yeah, and if she has if she has anybody follow you, at least you'll remain through the appearance throughout the day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to make sure that you don't do anything too Astrid and that you stay as Bernadette as possible. I will try to do my best to be like, oh, hair flip. <laughs> That's ex- uh, un- uncanny. <laughs> All right, so I'm just adding this up here. 10, 11... Uh, you personally don't know the subject, so correct, yeah. All right, okay, so we need 14 points worth of uh wands, I think. I think it would be wands, right? I mean, an illusion is affecting the physical senses. What do you think? Um, All of the like glamour and etherealness and shape shifting I have are wands, okay? Okay, there you go, sounds legit. Okay. Does so it help at all that he's actually seen her before? Because he has. I have seen her before. It does help because actually there's an even worse one than doesn't know the subject at all. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> then you do get into like the uncanny valley. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. You just got those dead eyes. Right. You, got, you got the Zuckerberg <laughs> eyes going on. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Zuckerberg. Okay. 
All right. Uh, how did we do last time? Was I drawing or were you drawing? Yeah, you draw one at a time because okay. as soon as I get the prereqs, yeah. and then it we goes just off. Fear the whole time. We fear. Right. Yeah, we sit in suspense and uh, quietly sweating. All right. Quietly sweating the whole time, <laughs> except for Haas, who's hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did I say? Fourteen. Fourteen. I believe so. Okay. Fourteen wands. What did I? What the hell is this? What did I just draw? Oh, that uh, is the... the hermit. Oh, good. We're oh, right no. out the gate with a fucking oh, no. major arcana. I'm butter already. <laughs> I'm butter you already. You wish you were butter. I know, for real. Wait, uh, can I pl- can I play cards from my hand? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll get to the sorceress version here. All right. Holy mm. shit. Hands unsteady. I don't know. Like Mom spaghetti. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I have these rules, so I'm... <laughs> le, le Hermite. All right. Oh, this is a good one, actually. Ooh. As the sorcerer gathers power, they are possessed by an insight into the nature of the spell. Treat their sorcery skills that were, were a rank higher and recalculate the cost of the spell. So you go from good to great. Oh, that phenomenal. makes the cost 12 instead of 14. Okay. Oh, right. we're, right. we're golden. We're yep. like margarine gold. <laughs> All right. Oh my God! Another one. All oh, right. Well, oh, too soon. Oh God! Right. Hanged man. Le pendu. All right. That's probably not as good. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I see things card. in it. I see Come things on. in it. No, a did new... I butter? Did I butter? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. His hands. oh no. no! I just read it. I'm not gonna say it, but I just. No. What happened? <clears throat> the hanged man. The spell warps and becomes a new spell entirely. The host decides what form <laughs> the new spell takes. Why? <laughs> Why? I tried Why to must you be you. so cursed? All right. Well, I think the obvious and most fun one no, is no, that I it warps. It warps and becomes a physical transformation rather than just merely an illusion. Oh. So you are like physically that. being transformed into uh, Bernadette. Okay. I'm like I'm like this is working. <laughs> yeah, that was the insight you got. Different. Yeah, that's my insight. I'm like I'm pretty sure I got this. <laughs> I think I'm sitting there watching this happen, being like I don't, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Yeah, I but feel like, like watching like the transformation like, is like when werewolves transform in horror movies. Oh. And like my bones are like <laughs> totally. Yeah. She's yeah. way taller than me too. So. It's not oh, terribly okay. comfortable. Okay, yeah. so I, I I drew a knight of swords. That's only going to be worth one if you want to use it at all, which would cause harmonics if you did. And then I just went ahead and drew the devil. Oh so God. we're on a Come real roll on. here. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Do did not you shuffle. Is this what it's like? Every yeah, did you time shuffle, David? You don't seem very good at it. I am very practiced. I'll have you know. I've Please. I've never seen him. It's all of this on I'm, I'm creating a Swedish, a Swedish meatball, essentially. With arms and legs. You know, Grant, there are much easier ways to do this. <laughs> I appreciate your mode of confidence brexton oh my god okay so this is the sorcerer's spell attracts the attention of a nearby unseelie fairy or perhaps something even worse we'll cross that bridge in a moment uh (laughs) can you just draw something good david i i'm sorry all right what is this this is a what is that tan of pentacles coins whatever you want to call it yeah uh okay so still not getting any wands here 
Where? It's good. It's real good. Uh, oh, good. Another major arcana card. This is insane. All right. <laughs> Mathematically, this should not be happening. Um, <laughs> I'm just okay. so good. At I've drawn six cards and four of them are major arcana. All right. This is justice. La force. Okay. Uh, magic seems to judge the purpose of the spell. If it is noble, then the spell can be cast as normal. If it is selfish or cruel, the spell will turn on the caster. Just what the definition of the noble and selfish are in the scenario and the effect of the turn spell left to judgment of the host. All right, the spell can be cast as normal. Does that mean it's cast immediately? Let's go ahead and interpret it that way. All I right. would agree. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. <laughs> Your misery. Right. Your misery. <laughs> All right. So this is, this is definitely this is definitely a noble cause because you're trying to solve a murder. This is an instrument in solving a murder. So I I also would accept it totally backfiring and turning me into Bernadette. <laughs> I mean. We can write the fan fiction about it. It's subtly trying to redirect the flow of magic. <laughs> All right. So very good. So um after what is that 12 minutes of gathering magical energies uh astrid you are physically transformed into the exact duplicate of bernadette <clears throat> and in uh, a very very unpleasant bone cracking way that probably i hope <laughs> nobody else was around to see <laughs> i'm pretty sure everyone was around to see. yeah <laughs> no I know at least Brexto was there. So, oh, so that's true. Yeah. So was Haas, was, weren't you? Yeah, he was uh, pressed as far into a corner as possible, just shaking his head the whole time. Oh, well, actually, yeah, let's get all penny dreadful with this shit because also you attracted the attention of an unseely fairy. So while, yeah. while Astrid or is, worse. or worse, or worse. Um, it, oh, <laughs> so while, while Astrid is, is like on the floor gasping, bones cracking, of course, Bernadette's like, you know, significantly taller than you so you're like bursting out of your seams you know um and just sweating and screaming um all the candles in the room go dim the fire in the fireplace turns a, a cold blue and then um well let's see I, Satan Alex, himself up here yeah <laughs> Now, Satan has 666 hit points. I just want to let you know. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Alex, you you wrote such a good midweek taster. Uh, oh, no. It was, it was super creepy. So, um, so yeah. So your father-in-law? Yeah. So, in the fire, in the blue fire of the fireplace, pep, a, pep. a face begins to uh, coalesce out of the fire. And um, it has a, uh, a, it is a pale bald head with uh, long rodent-like teeth and eyes like Tahitian pearls, to quote from the manuscript. Uh, and it, uh, it's just, it's looking very malevolent. And then it, it just intones, Frederick, and then, you know, kind of bursts out of the fireplace and, the, and then sort of dissipates. Oh God! <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, ah, magic. Yeah. So yeah, Frederick is uh, yeah, just gonna stand there, just uh, staring at the fire where the face was, and just unmoving. It, what the hell was <laughs> and that? Then somebody comes over and takes your pulse, like he's dead. 
he uh, he died standing on his feet. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, what the hell was that? What was what? So this is happening at like mid transformation, or is it yeah. after? It's okay. it's kind of well, it's it's like as yeah as Astrid's transformation is is finishing, it, that's you know it kind of comes to a, a head at the same time. Frederick, I have to say, I thought you kept better company than this. I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> Astrid's like lying on the floor gasping. <laughs> I would definitely rush to her side to yeah, uh, try to to help her but to not how it's supposed feed. To be I guess. I don't know. I no. This is absolutely. This is one hundred percent according to plan. Better than even, uh, but obviously Astrid, uh, when you <clears throat> when when you tr- create illusions s- s- such a way, uh, at times people have adverse side effects. It's very compl- complex, uh, Braxton. Side effects well, may include transmogrification. <laughs> Instead and, uh, of doing an illusion, you actually changed her shape, and I thought that you'd said that that wasn't your intention, but I guess maybe that's just the way mm. that you... You may have misheard me. <laughs> you may have misunderstood. Uh, this is an illusion still. It's just... Uh, really? You know. Because I feel... And I'm going like, to go over and like prod, like, well, you did a really good job of literally just transforming her shape <laughs> without actually casting an illusion. Well, you know... Uh, Magic. Thank you. Yeah, it's magic, <laughs> Brexta. Perhaps I'll explain it to you sometime. I don't really, I don't, don't, I don't have time to get into it right now. Like Grant's getting flustered. Oh, it's fine. Getting all it's for humans. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> like putting on this air, like, oh well, yes, we just don't have time to get into the complexities. <laughs> uh, um, actually, explain magic. Totally. Yeah, that's definitely what Grant would do. Uh, as he kind of helps Astrid up. Um, Ugh, this is very realistic, and I think I should probably change into something more stupid and fancy. Yeah, let's get you some clothes. Would she sound like Bernadette as well? Due to the change of vocal so. cords, yeah, I so- guess accent would well, be the same. No, the change of vocal cords might create a pitch shift, but since this is not an illusion, you would still have your brain and your, you know, speech yeah. center and everything. So, yeah, you would have to do an impersonation of Bernadette, basically. Yeah, I, I know be, what she sounds like. It would be easier to do because you yeah. have her her larynx, basically, you know. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'll look at Haas and be like, not Marjorie. <laughs> When you Hoss. set the bar so low. <laughs> I nod and then uh, step out onto the... Is there a balcony in this? Uh... Yeah. What? Okay. I mean, so it's, it's Paris, so there's a balcony. Absolutely. So yeah, step out on the balcony for some, some air. <laughs> yeah, I guess okay. I'm just going to help Astrid. Or I'm going to walk Astrid downstairs or to some closet to get some clothes or... Yeah, I can I know. put something together because I have some like finer clothes. Like I went to the ball and everything, and then sure, sure, various yeah. things, okay, and I yeah, can yeah, throw yeah. stuff together. The last thing I need is a monocle <laughs> of some kind or whatever. I, just, I'm pretty sure I can extremely easily take pretty much anything and just make it 
look like a monocle. That's a Thank good you. point. You can be my Instagram filter for this. There you go. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. If that, like, you know, blouse isn't quite, like, you know, bosomy enough, then I can, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're like the, you're like we'll Snapchat. We'll just nip tuck all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So, so far, uh, so it good. Worked. It worked. <laughs> All right, so Frederick, uh, you are writing a letter to Madame Bondi. Yes, I'll um, mention in it that I have uh, information that she would find most interesting. I'll provide an address for a uh, safe house, a location where we can meet, and um, yeah, a time. Leave it kind of, uh, not, not too many uh, details kind of leave it mysterious. Oh, I will mention that I prefer if she came alone. Excellent. All right. Um, so then all that's left to do is wait. And um, yeah, about three quarters of an hour pass by when uh, your valet enters uh, the parlor where you and Astrid slash Bernadette are waiting. And he is bearing Madame Bondi's, uh, you know, carte de visite. All right, so I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he retires, and then a couple minutes later reappears with the uh, leader of the protest movement herself, uh, looking much as she did yesterday. Um, and quite quite excited as well. Uh, now, when she comes into the parlor, of course, Bernadette, how are you positioning yourself? Um, so I'm definitely sitting like, as far as location, I am located in a way that would make sense for being like an assistant or something to Frederick. Mm-hmm. And he may be completely unaware of Bernadette's true nature if, of course, Mm-hmm. D knows who Bernadette is, but when she walks in, I think I would make it a point to kind of look up and smile at her, maybe even give her a little wink, but you know, and like, I'll have a little like pen and paper ready. Like I'm taking notes for him or something. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, she does definitely come up short, you know, and look a little surprised. And then she very quickly tries to mask <laughs> it and says, Oh, Oh, uh, Monsieur Haas, I, I just assumed you'd be alone. Uh, but of course, you, you have your secretary with you. Uh, yes, uh, my apologies. Uh, I, I hope that won't be a problem. Not at all, not at all. Uh, uh, well then, uh, yes, let's, let's get down to business, shall we? Uh, I'm most anxious to give, this, uh, to give this speech. Of course, please, have a seat. And I uh, have my little attache case with all the pertinent documents and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you care for a drink? A refreshment? Uh, um, oh, uh, certainly. Just some, just some milk if you have it. I look over at uh, Bernadette uh, Astrid and <laughs> kind of raise an eyebrow. Astrodette. Oh, Astrodette. But of course, Air Haas. And I <laughs> go over to make... Uh, white Russian without the Russian. Right. <laughs> Just make the white. 
<laughs> All right. So, um, <clears throat> yes. Just to kind of make this um, interaction interesting. <laughs> I'm going to throw this down. Uh-oh. What do we got? thrown oh. down. The emperor. True confidence allows one to control the universe instead of the reverse. I get to choose one card at random from the host hand and discard it. The host cannot draw back up to a full hand until a host character makes use of an ability which matches the suit of the discarded card. That's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's awesome. All right. Pull the card if you must. Do, do, do. Oh, hold on. Uh, okay, so I'm going to yoink. Oh. Oh, steal request. Let it go. Okay. Oh, that's annoying. Aha, there we go. Okay, there so okay. unless anybody plays swords, uh, you can't draw back to your full hand. Is it anybody or me? I have to play swords. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, until oh, until a host character makes use of an ability which matches the suit of the discard. Yeah, a host uh, character. Yeah, so I have to play swords, and until then, I can't refill my hand. Wow, that's aches. Okay. Um, you know what, guys? Uh, I'm I'm done with this whole tarot variant. Uh, we're just gonna go back to regular playing cards. Table flip. Yeah. Right. That being said, can I draw back up to my full cards? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well played. All right. So there you go. And okay. So she is looking very expectantly at you, Frederick. So I'll, uh, without further ado, <clears throat> maybe maybe a few pleasantries and mm -hmm. uh, say, well, uh, must admit, I had little luck tracking down uh, the wayward doctor. I have some leads out, and I hope to uh, find more information soon on that. However, I do have some documents here that I think you'll find quite interesting. I'll open up my briefcase and take out one of the transcribed documents from Hoog, uh, one of the less incriminating ones, uh, maybe his uh, denied bank loan <laughs> application, <laughs> and slide it over to Madame Bondi. Okay. So she, when you told her that you haven't found the doctor yet, she looks a little disappointed, but is understanding. You know, she nods like, yes, of course. And, uh, and then when you produce the papers, her face lights up again and, you know, she reaches forward and, and picks up the, uh, the transcription. She reads it over and, uh, and she says, but what is this? This is to do with the, with the margarine factory. Yes. Uh, it is one of uh, several documents that I've procured that, uh, you know, I have other ones here, of course, that are uh, more incriminating, and I think you would find them quite interesting, especially in your endeavors. Uh, however, I wanted to ask first that we are both honest with each other. Uh, I believe wholeheartedly in your cause, as I'm sure you uh, could tell, and I wish to know what it is that I'm truly becoming involved with before I provide more information. And with that, I will reach into my coat pocket and produce the mirror and lay it on the table. 
I will deliver her milk and just like brush her arm gently as I do and sashay back to my seat. So she just stares at the mirror for like 30 seconds. And then she reaches down and picks up the the tumbler of milk and um and you know starts raising it to her lips but her hand is shaking you know and the milk is like sloshing around inside the glass and she says i i don't know what you mean by this sir and she takes like a kind of a a larger sip than you know would be normal i believe that you do and as I said, you know, I can be very helpful for you and your cause, but much of my own livelihood is put at stake in this, and I must know what happened here. I'm referring to, of course, the shooting, the mirror, and a specially designed gun. And I'm going to attempt. Can I perceive? Well, hmm. I'll actually I'll wait and see what she says to that. Oh, you're muted. Thank you. When she says the shooting, um, she, she actually kind of, or when you say that, she actually kind of starts a little bit, you know, like as if it's like she doesn't like to hear the word even, you know. And uh, and so she sets the she sets the glass back down and and gets a little lace handkerchief out from her sleeve and sort of crumbles a bit into the chair and begins to weep. Okay, so um, I can't help but feel sympathetic, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel my resolve starting to break down, um, and I will. Uh, stand and walk over to her and kind of, you know, take a knee and like take her by the hand and kind of pat her on it. No, oh, please, please. Uh, so I feel like this is where we burst in. I know. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Yeah. You I do know exactly yeah. what you did. You can see like, Frederick's like, you know, it's okay. You can go. It's fine. This is all yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Frederick's like, will you, will you marry me? Forget <laughs> yeah. yeah. the ring. <laughs> God damn it, Frederick. <laughs> so, Not again. If they're busting in, then I'm going to move back towards like the door she came in from to kind yeah. of just physically be a barrier. Yeah. As much I, as okay. I can. I'm going to like swoosh back the curtains that I, that I'm very you can see like my pointed boots underneath yeah. 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 <laughs> like, sticking up the bottom yeah I swoosh it back in a very dramatic way and uh I start marching in and I see her weeping um and I'm like Haas go sit down so I'll, I'll put my hand up to like you know I I, I feel like maybe she she's close to uh confessing to something or at least letting us in and I don't want to, to scare you know to like be too aggressive so I'll try to raise my hand but uh, I might have no it might not work so I might end up having to just kind of step back uh, I, anyhow, if you raise your hand high. and you're like if you raise your hand and I see a look on your face like I got this and it's not like I'm glad you're here because we need a witness 
<laughs> like, <laughs> then I will stop. Um, just short, just short of this uh, this person, this fairy, and um, but I want to get kind of, uh, you know, it, yeah. If if you look like you got it, I'll res I'll respect that. But if it looks like you're about to start crying too, I'm gonna intervene. <laughs> It could go either way. <laughs> so I how think. About, yeah. How about uh, how about Iskander? What's he doing? I mean, I I I honestly feel as though I would have burst through the doors, seeing Haas in his moment of weakness, and you know, <laughs> rush to her side and kneel down and take her hand lovingly in his and pat it in a very there there sort of way i don't know that i would have been privy to the to the ruse the subterfuge that Fet frederick is uh perhaps employing yeah so I, I would have just thrown the door wide and and entered in two strides um having heard the conversation you know and her last words being i'm i'm quite sure i don't know what you mean sir or what similar you know, it would be more of an indicting finger at her. You do so, you, Adam, for you, in fact, and then like just lay out the litany of charges. I wouldn't be as subtle by any means as Grant, I don't think. Okay, I'm into it, Jadolf. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's the totally case in anyone's Cheerios, but I just, I really no, think no, no. that's what no, he Frederick's, Frederick's yeah. proven that, you know, if, if you were to walk into this situation not knowing otherwise, you would probably assume that Frederick fell for it again, or at least yeah. was very, you know, susceptible. So I, I think that's totally fair. Totally. Um, Having been in the room for uh, Brexta's, like, pre uh, pep talk, and snap it, snapping him out of it and stuff like that, you know, it seems very plausible. I do want to, at some point, I don't know if it's appropriate now or later, uh, but I, you know, I want to do the, the totally Wadsworth, like when you saw Bernadette, you flinched, you know, like, like, right. how do you, I want to be like, how do you know this woman? Yeah. yeah. How do you know her? Because uh, she's with us and well, I don't want to be like, it's, you failed for my ruse, but <laughs> I do want to be like. I want to be like, you know her and I want to know, I want to know how I want to know your connection. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. again, I don't know if that's, if that's a, if that's a now thing or a later thing, I'll, I'll let you guys figure that out. Probably. Well, I think with the mirror the and mirror. with Bernadette being in the room, I'm imagining Bondi thinks we know a lot more than we do, or at least uh, yeah. that we're, you know, and I think if we play it that way and we keep it close to the chest, what we actually do know she might reveal more than we expect. That, okay, yeah, that's totally cool. Okay, so of course, Iskander bursting into the room with, with Grant and Brexta behind him uh, shocks her. And she gives a cry of surprise and then looks, looks at you, Frederick, with a somewhat betrayed and hurt face. <laughs> um, I know that I would have heard. Them, if I'm just going to be honest, yeah, I feel like there's part of me that's like still sitting in my chair in the other room, like sipping on that brandy, just like, oh, Frederick, I knew it. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. It's going to hang back for a moment for this. I'm like, right, right. Be the fly on the wall. Sure. Uh, nevertheless, uh, two, two large human men uh, bursting in is definitely enough to startle her. 
and um and she gives you that hurt look uh frederick but then but then here come the waterworks yet again she begins to cry again and uh and she says it is no use it is no use the guilt is too much i cannot keep this secret any longer poor michelle oh it was not supposed to be him it was supposed to be me and she clutches at your at your hands frederick it was supposed to be me I was supposed to be the one who gave my life, my existence in the service of this cause. I know that you understand that out of everybody here. You know what is at stake here and what must be done. Does she seem uh, like she's telling the truth? Yeah, I wonder just if she's like lying. Dramatic, emotional liar. Uh, who's got who's got a good or great perception would be my question i do but can i be trusted right <laughs> i was gonna I say a, yeah. I, I have like, a great perception Rexta's success have, to fix you is so good player. Like, i i want i want to i want to give something a shot here um because uh, uh what is it um would this be a social or status related activity to interrogate this person? Oh, um, an interrogation is, I guess an interrogation is social. Yeah, sure. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I just want to be like, I just want to kneel down in front of her when she's got her, she's got the waterworks going. Mm-hmm. I kind of like toss back the sides of my duster and kneel down so I can look her in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, I say, look, Miss Bondi, I know you're feeling mighty guilty about what you've done. We just need to lay out the events as what happened so that, you know, you got somebody on your side and we can, you know, uh, basically like hold people who need to be accountable, accountable. And those who help us, we can, you know, ease their, uh, ease their situation a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of yeah, like narc that's definitely yeah. social yeah okay absolutely. yeah narc on your friends and we'll get you some time off right exactly <laughs> hey dave yo if i play perception uh can you and i get high high score high enough can you mm-hmm. secretly tell me whether she's telling the truth or not like of just course. send me a whisper just to like absolutely all right i'm just gonna whisper dump, sweet nothings in your ear so i'm just gonna dump everything i don't have any pentacles which i believe it it's a pentacles right uh mental, mental? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay so i just dumped everything and i have a full i have a great reception all right so that'd be 12 okay all right duly noted let me just get you on the whisper here yeah. i mean i would also think that i would be scrutinizing her i want mm-hmm. to believe the best in everyone but i still want to understand what's going on here Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Rex would also be, she's very perceptive. I don't know. I am but, listening actively. Yeah. I just, you know. Are you? I in think the that room? honestly, this is, well, no, I said that I would still be hanging back in the other room. Mm-hmm. Right. Honestly, I think that what I said earlier, I, I really meant like the, the, the loss of the, the permanent loss of a fairy is really rare and really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's, it's really upsetting. You know, I think mm-hmm. that this whole time she, as a member of, you know, the fairy race has been trying to wrestle with not only the ramifications of this, like on a societal level, but also just on a personal level, you know, like 
whoever caused it, whether it was her, and even if, you know, she meant to essentially commit suicide that way, like, that's just so unthinkable. I, I think that I would rather sort of sit and not um, face it in a very... Uh, kind of be at arm's length. Yeah, I think I'd want to put a little distance there. Yeah, it's pretty intense, else. right? So I'm sure yeah. that I'm, like, listening. I'm certainly paying attention, but I'm not... Right. I'm not in there with you. Okay. The scander for his part does not believe her. Like whether or not he perceives her to be lying or whatever, it's just like, nope, I'm convinced that you did this and you're saying otherwise. What? I don't believe you. What would the um, target number for that perception check be? Uh, just in general for, for yeah. perceiving her, uh, uh, that would be a good, you would need a, a six or better. Okay. So I have a good perception. I do too. And I can spend cards on it if I need to. I can too. Mm-hmm. What would be that what would buy up to the next level? Uh so partial success with you'd you'd get a partial success automatically since you have a good perception. And then you would need a nine or higher for a full success. So just three more points. Oh. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and throw down this guy then. Because I really do want to know. I think that okay. I am disturbed. And even if it's for my own edification okay cool would you like me to whisper it to you as well yes because i'm sitting in the other room and this is me like Mm -hmm. drinking out of that snifter and (laughs) taking it all in okay and how about astrid i think with so many of my friends closer and or more attentive to this specific part than i am i will let them perceive i will hang on to the perceiving maybe for something more bernadette related and let it go for now. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then from the other room, you'll hear a small choked sob, and I'll say she's telling the truth. Mm. Love it. Sad. Grizzly, do, Grizzly does believe her. Um, Frederick nods in agreement as well. My mm. face would look sad, but it's Bernadette's face, and so I just look <laughs> vaguely annoyed. Like you smelled something bad. Yeah. Sadness looks like annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm disappointed. I'm not saying I'm disappointed. (laughs) I am disappointed in the truth of the matter. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it would pinprick uh, Iskander's passionate belief in what he's accusing her of. So, but rather than the popped balloon, it would just be the the slow, like. Late, <laughs> where one minute he's just indicting this poor little fairy, <laughs> uh, index finger accusingly erect, and and just shouting these accusations at her, and the next he's just like, hey. "We've yet, we've yet to see, we've yet to see if she's a poor little fairy. She's telling the truth, and she's sad, but that does not make her innocent. True, but she seems pitiable. She so. does seem pitiable. She no, does seem pitiable." that she is telling the truth I'm going to walk in Mm -hmm. and I'm going to walk right up to her Mm. and simply say why Mm. so seeing a fellow fairy she uh, you know is buoyed by that and she takes your hands she's still wearing her her gloves lavender soap gloves you know and she says uh she says, the cause was that important to me. 
I was willing to sacrifice myself. So I concocted a plan. I saw a painting at the Louvre and it seemed to be a prophecy. And well, and then she turns and looks at Astrid and she says, I just, before I tell you anymore, I need to know, was she working with you the whole time? Why don't you just keep on talking and we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> and if I, need, well. if I need to play my narc on your friends cards, let me know. <laughs> narc on your friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm great at narc on your friends. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so she says, uh, she says, well, I, um, I needed a disguise to do what I needed to do. And I saw this woman um, meeting at Monsieur Hoog's uh, warehouse and I was able to spy on them and overhear their conversations regarding stolen plans for or uh, plans to steal uh, uh, designs for firearms um, which gave me the idea to do the same myself and so I assumed her form and I went to Dr. Lamatt's uh, workshop, and I stole the plans. I stole the plans for the self-firing rifle. And, um, well, you know, I am of brownie stock, so it took me only a night to build it. And, uh, you know, I burned my hands terribly in the process, but, um, but I did it. And, uh, and then it was simply a matter of recreating the scene from the painting with my little mirror here. But um, poor Michelle. And then she tears up again and, and breaks down sobbing. Now, since she was holding my little hand, I'm going to take mm -hmm. this opportunity. Just, uh, I have to know. I'm going to take off one of her little gloves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just to look at it. Yeah, it's the fingers and palm are, are all covered with pretty severe iron burns. Um, yeah, Medicine-wise, is there anything, I mean, beyond what she's doing that would help the healing process? Not really, no. It's, yeah, you know, it's time. fairy physiology. So it's, yeah, time, exactly. So I want to I wanna be like, all right, you said the cause. I want you to tell me what you mean. With my death, with my death, it would have galvanized my followers. It, it would have outraged them. I, my memory would have been far more powerful than any speech I could have given and any, any leadership I could have provided here, but it had to count. It had to be a real death. It had to be a final death. You see, it was my hope to trigger a worldwide movement against these industrialists. Okay. And she looks and, at Fred, oh. she looks at Frederick, you know, like, you know, I know you know what I'm talking about kind of thing. <laughs> you <know. laughs> You're cool. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You're woke. You're woke AF. For real. I think at this point, I wouldn't even bother sounding like Bernadette. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm really hot that I sound like Astrid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but So I'd be like, would you be willing to testify to what you heard them talking about stealing? So she, she looks a little surprised and she says, 
Well, would that put you in jeopardy, madam? Right, yeah. I, I want to be like, all right, you tell me everything you know about Miss Bernadette here. And I get out uh, a little pan, a little, uh, I get out my book, my spell book, and I go to a blank page. Mm. Um, and I'm starting to write it down like I'm, you know, uh, a legal hothead or something. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping that you would just like conjure in front of you, like, you know, like a floating, glowing, like Google Doc. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, we, can't risk, we can't risk that right now. We can't <laughs> risk that. Cor- correct. <laughs> Turn her brain into butter. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just conjure a notebook. Her head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Somehow, geez. I'm really there's sorry. There's even more major yeah. arcana than exist in the deck. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I draw every major arcana. <laughs> All right. So, um, so she's actually able to uh, provide you with the uh, address that Bernadette is staying at in the city um, because she overheard her telling Hoog, you know, like, here's where you can find me kind of thing. Um, but apart from that, she doesn't know too much. She's, she knows that Bernadette works for the Prussians and that she's here in town, you know, conducting industrial espionage, basically. Okay. Hey. Mm. but she's she says she says surely we can cut a deal with the police Uh, although after what mr haas told me i i'm even more loath to fall into their clutches i would but i must i must do my duty for justice It, it is unfair that michelle's death should go unpunished do we tell her that the margarine factory is not actually being built Mm. no let's ha- no, no I, mean, I don't i don't think we have anything to gain by giving this person information that and she already knows that he's involved with this whole weapons-based espionage thing so i i would assume she has an inkling that that may be the case margarine t- margarine was the red herring it, it wasn't about the margarine but it, it, it was like it, he, it's a, it was never about the margarine. It was never about the margarine. It was about but the I, industrial revolution. I still question whether the brownies and whether the protesters actually know that. Right. Yeah, right. I know that's true. None it, it, of it was yeah. publicized. All of it was very much under the table. Like there was no like retrofitting of the factory that was done in broad daylight. We didn't know until mm-hmm. it was investigated well, from the inside. I guess I just I wonder. I think letting them know that might literally spark riots. Hmm. Or it might bring peace because if her friend was sacrificed, but the cause is no more, I mean, it might at least encourage her to, you know, lay down arms as it were. But may, but I think is kind of caught in the middle of this. I think he was originally trying to start a margarine factory. It became a thing. He was losing money. So he's like, well, then guns, obviously. Yeah, who hops from opportunity to opportunity? He doesn't take- Especially with someone like Bernadette taking advantage of the fact that he's down on his luck, right? Yeah. Because she's a horrible bitchy booba. So like, I think that we could resolve this by- using Hoog as like that linchpin because if we can get him not to go through with this then there's no margarine factory there's no gun factory and if we can get Bernadette and the French can be like you freaking Prussians then yeah that's all cool with me yeah I think fairies don't have to go to to weird 
agro police jail. No, no, no. I I got plans. I got plans for the factory. I was going to um, say, I think burning it to the ground would absolutely 100% be pointed right back at her, which would. Yeah, I, I will. I will say, uh, Frederick, fair. since since you know you know uh, these sorts of things, you're a you're a sharp kind of guy, and you've looked over the transcripts of all of Hoog's papers. If you do nothing, he's he's out of business. He doesn't have the capital to continue even with his gun factory plan. He needs he needs cash infusion, or else the whole thing's going to shut down. He'll, which likely, I mean, he would probably take the insurance policy from the factory burning down just mm-hmm. to cover his losses exactly yeah 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 spice was suggesting that if we just burn it then he would be like cool and he'd bounce yeah that is true so that's a good do that it's not a bad solution honestly it's i mean it's a very no. bad solution it's cuz it makes the fairies look hella guilty yeah. it looks the fairies yeah it makes the fairies look guilty um, which is already in a very precarious state of unrest so well, if we can what, just get him to publicly yeah. say i am not margarinifying paris i i think we're the fairies i think yeah i think, I think we're we putting the i think we're putting the horse in front of the cart here right that's where it goes that's the joke <laughs> um but yeah we're yeah um i think it, you guys need to keep this uh, fairy here, I think she needs to stay here. Maybe uh, somebody else, um, Brexta, maybe you need to go back to the fairy camp and just be like, look, I know there was going to be a speech today or whatever, but like, you know, uh, she's not feeling too hot. She's going to sit this one out for a little bit. And then we need to go take care of, I need to go get this hood business taken care of. And we need to get Bernadette because Bernadette's at the heart of all this. And, uh, you know, like I said, like we all know now, Hoog is caught in the middle somewhere. And I'm not saying he's a good guy. He's just an opportunist and a capitalist. I think we can probably solve all these pretty, pretty quickly and easily. I think we can um, get Hoog out of business, you know, which either we just wait and let it happen on its own or we show him the documents and tell him, all right, shut, sh- shut it down. Uh, before we do that, before we tip off Bernadette, we could go find Bernadette and, you know, meet out whatever kind of justice needs to be, or met meet, and um, <laughs> and then with uh, Madame Bondi, if we assure her that we will shut down Hoog's operations in Paris and find all people responsible, uh, you know, maybe we can ask her to confess you know, to not a murder because that's, that wasn't her intent, but an accidental, you know, situation or whatever that was. And I could offer to use my diplomatic channels to make sure that, you know, she doesn't have to get, you know, involve herself with the police department and all that kind of stuff Just and be, do it through diplomatic channels. Be manslaughter, Diplomatic. Right? I mean, exactly. I don't think <laughs> diplomatic <we need> to... <laughs> immunity. Yeah, I think, I mean, technically, because, yeah, she wasn't, her intention wasn't to shoot uh, the other brownie. It was herself, and the other brownie jumped in the way. So uh, I think it's possible that we could, ideally, my goal, Frederick's goal, is to avoid all-out, you know, bloodshed in the streets between brownies and the police and everyone else caught in the middle so if it's possible to get all that smoothed out by 
shutting down Hoog's factory. Wait, 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 wait. Bringing Bernadette to justice and getting a confession out of Bondi. I have a better idea that I think is going to solve all of our problems. Transmute Hoog. Does does it involve magic? It does not involve magic at all. Okay. We all know that I'm filthy rich American oil man or gold man. Right. Right. I can still invest money into Hoog's operation and I could probably be majority shareholder. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Step two, get all the brownies back in that factory working. If we, if the we shut- The biggest problem though is he's gonna, I mean, he was retrofitting it for guns and fairies can't- Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tell him, we tell him he can't do that. He's gotta go back, he's gotta go back to butter. The issue is that the brownies don't want to work in a factory. They work on farms. They have adopted families that they work with. So. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then never mind. I guess we can burn that factory to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But well, uh, can't do that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what we okay? So we can we can get that thing closed down or something. I don't know. Like close it down. Someone someone else is gonna move in. Um. But whatever, you know, it's it's now a <laughs> Don't guns- worry, it'll just be replaced with a workhouse for children. Right, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, but, you know, get that. But we do need to have uh, Miss Bondi call off the hounds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, uh, for Frederick, you would know, speaking of diplomatic immunity, uh, you would know that, yeah, speaking of like, or in terms of jurisdiction, uh, any kind of uh, comeuppance or punishment for for uh, Madame Bondi should really actually technically be meted out by Lord Oberon. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe she can seek asylum with your mm-hmm. government yeah. in the interim to protect her from the police. Yeah, so I was thinking about she that. Can shelter in the embassy or, or what have you, similar, mm-hmm. while we go deal with Bernadette. Have we figured out who's hypnotizing the police? Has that issue been dealt with? Yeah, we know who was doing it, and then he Zoidberged off into oblivion right, after so being caught doing his experimenting. So now we can we assume that the police are no longer under their mesmerism, or is that just like permanent until somebody breaks it? Who's to say? Yeah. Who is well, to say? at least the P of the PP is aware of what's going on and likely to take action of some kind. The chief P. Is there... Is there a way to get is there a way to get the brownies back working in a farm? How can we make well, the I brownies think that happy? It was never this? an issue that they had lost their farm work. It was the concern that having a major factory in the city would cause people to stop supporting the was small farms. Them and out. thus okay. the small farmers and by proxy the brownies would suffer you as a it. result. So it's not that they had already lost their jobs. I think it was more that um industrializing and offering like a cheaper mass-produced alternative would I feel that cause them to suffer yeah, I think I all of this being said then perhaps I can escort Madame Bondi to Lord Oberon yeah. absolutely yeah and so if you guys want to wrap up with Hoog and um, everyone else I can at least see her safely to that yeah piece of things yeah I, I feel like think that's the best thing because i mean nobody wants her behind like uncomfortable metal bars here like for something that right. humans aren't going to understand anyway i would I rather know. break I, yeah. than i am go to that sort of fate i mean yeah, yeah. i am it's still right. i don't think she's 
innocent at all. I I think she needs to pay. But certainly for what I she's think done. our kind are more equipped at deciding what that should look like than That's yeah, that's doable. But uh, they would a, also understand the seriousness of that kind of death too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like mm-hmm. attempted attempted permadeath, negligent uh, manslaughter and uh, inciting a riot. <laughs> slash attempted worldwide movement, I guess. Uh, surely you know, that requires, you know, 20 push-ups or so. What about a written confession that, you know, we can mm. deliver in her absence? So uh, mm. Rex, that could take her to Lord Oberon to the fairy court for justice or, or whatever, but we still have this well, thing that we can present to... The Seely court would be more than happy to sort of provide a, you know... Mm-hmm writ of judgment kind of an official statement from you know the more political powers that be mm-hmm. okay something yeah. that is like, perhaps a little sanitized yeah. for yeah. the public yeah. and uh made more diplomatic because certainly all of this had the potential to really cause some major damage in the treaty between fey and humans so they yeah. probably want to mm-hmm. damage control that a little bit and yeah. i think with all the uh kind of tensions running high right now and it's not just her her uh, followers weren't just Faye, but also there were humans as well right and so it's kind of this thing where you know if we can get ahead of that and kind of say hey this is what happened uh and yeah and i think honestly as long as we can make sure that it is clearly like given that the margarine factory is not going to be a thing and they they've won they can go back to their farms and be cool like I can talk to Farmer Cedric or whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. I give a I, rousing speech to the fairy camp, letting them know yeah. that their work has succeeded and they have done the good deed. Right. That's good. At the I, end of the day, they're, you know, uh, coming together and their dedication has dismantled the system. That's right. <laughs> I, I also think I'm going to try to buy the factory from Hoog. Okay. Um, buy them out fellas yeah i'm just gonna try to buy them out and then we can figure out something productive to do with it um (laughs) and that's how grant became an international arms dealer (laughs) right (laughs) i'm like "Hmm, i was always a cult man but i guess i'm making winchesters um (laughs) yeah i could be like history's (laughs) first maker space there you go yeah something like that Uh, base (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going to try to do. So, okay, because I don't think Hoog is like Hoog's a dummy, we've kind of established. You know, he's an opportunistic dummy, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's is he malevolent in any way? I don't think so. <laughs> he's just um, a bit of an asshole. Yeah, he's just um, a bit of an asshole. <laughs> exactly. So, I guess, next steps do we want to ambush Bernadette first before <laughs> she gets out yeah. of town? Or, like, yep. do we want to split up so that you're still meeting with Hoog and resolving that issue and some people I, are going to Bernadette? I think meeting with Hoog at this point is um, totally irrelevant. I think we just, we have Bernadette's address. I think we just go get her. Okay. Yeah, well, we have yeah, the element we can always of meet up with Hoog later because what's he going to do? Like, hemorrhage money? Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> right, Hoog's right. not going to do shit. <laughs> Plus, you have you have access to all of his financial records, so you know exactly how much to offer him. You know, totally. like you know, yeah. you know what he wants, basically, yeah. and yeah. So it's Plus, it's kind of a foregone conclusion, honestly. Yeah. Plus, I'm I'm loaded up with uh, social status cards, so I can I can get a loan, no problem. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I mean, as soon as With a, a good interest rate, hurt. David. <laughs> what kind of APR are we talking about? <laughs> this is what the people want to hear. That's right. <laughs> Ask the, the hard bank. questions. That's like, yeah. oh, le shark loan. <laughs> loan du shark. Right. <laughs> Ooh, that, there we go. Debt relief. The factory. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Start America Junior right here in Paris. America Junior. <laughs> anyway, Iskander, what were you saying? Oh, just as soon as he heard Bernadette's address and knowing that she's the the thief of his plans and probably has the most direct line on it, he would have already been at the door and only by some Herculean act of will did he manage to just not already be on his way and wait for the scenario to resolve itself. But uh, that's very much where he's at. Like, yeah, why are we dicking around here? Right, yeah. Nowhere we need to who, go to get her, plus she has my plans. So Who who all wants to go to get in his mind. Bernadette? Astrid, you're going to take yeah. Miss Bondi to the camp, right? Uh, no, Brexta is, or, yeah, sorry, is Brexta. in charge of the transport. Okay, good. will be escorted to the realm of fairy as okay right phenomenal um and then astrid as bernadette you're bernadette for the day mm-hmm. unfortunately well, i could try to undo it would be that for you <laughs> to <laughs> knock on the door and have her yeah. answer the i mean i feel cool. like that's a missed opportunity if we don't yeah. have the 360 degree camera yeah. swoop you know <laughs> the michael bay well and we yeah. have to have the moment Absolutely. where you guys aren't sure which one's the bad bernadette <laughs> right right like <laughs> total army of darkness yeah. let's yeah. moment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot me shoot yeah. her yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yes i'll just yes. shoot you both and then <laughs> we'll work it out, <laughs> and we'll work it out. <laughs> just see which one sounds like astrid that's, that's true. she would yeah. probably know what i sound like pretty well too. she could do an astrid impersonation <laughs> Hello, i'm astrid <laughs> yeah i like tinkering oh. <laughs> tinkering <laughs> That's the original. Shoot the That's hostage. her, all right? <laughs> so good and nice. That's her, <laughs> like um, But no, um, I think if there's one thing that will at least momentarily distract Bernadette because of how frickin' vain she is, it's mm. herself. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, I'm yeah. into that. Um, so do we, I mean, I don't want to like jump in and accost her, I guess, but. I, or put a I gun do. in her face. I, I mean, I know you do, her. but I would too. I'm sorry. I would, I will, you I would. are totally advocating for bringing cold iron to <laughs> a fairy who we didn't even know was guilty, but for someone who was actually a Prussian spy and dastardly arms dealer. You're like, oh, let's dastardly put a arms gun in her face. I would Des- never no, no, no. advocate. For, first of <laughs> all, look, this might be some form of white privilege, but <laughs> but yeah, but. I will say this, um, although I don't want to wave a gun in her face because A, she's a political ambassador, right? Mm. And, um, and I mean, not really. She doesn't have any official. Uh, oh, okay. Spy. Well, then yeah, never mind. She's spy. Well, she could be. She could be arrested and shot. Spy. Actually. Oh, okay. Fair she's enough. Well, then yeah. I will well, go wave a gun in her face. <laughs> what I'm asking for is equitable gun waving. That's so right. Look, I, I will. I will oblige to that. Even though it's spying worse than I don't know attempted suicide and negligent manslaughter. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> I gotta tell you. <laughs> That's for the course to decide. My plan, as soon as she opens the door and stands there, jaw agape in shock at seeing her own doppelganger, just a cold cocker and knock yeah. that bitch the fuck I'm, out. I mean, I'm fine. And with that. find my plans. 
Like just fine, no, no words, no, silencing, nothing can we said. Not, let's not delay out. any further, shall we? we yeah, as long, yeah. As, so as long as let's, I can. Let's do a so. let's yeah. do a quick cut. We're gonna do a quick cut to like yeah, the Pulp Fiction style. Knock, knock, knock on the door, <laughs> and then <laughs> the door opens and it's Bernadette. So Iskander, uh, go ahead and uh, give me some give me some cards with your physique ability as you cold cock or yeah i'm sorry your fisty cuffs ability as you cold cocker i hope your hand oh. is appropriate for this scanner. <laughs> well this is an interesting opportunity to inquire after all of my pancreation studies if they've managed to elevate my fisty cuffs from average to good or yes. not yes your fisty Excellent. cuffs are now good fantastic no, just good. That real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your fisty cuffs are fantastic. Don't don't get too big for your britches. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're taking good fisticuffs. and on to that, we're going to drop uh, Garcon of Wands. Okay, the Garcon of Wands. Excellent. So that is worth uh, 12. Uh, in addition to your good fisty custom 18. Okay. Let me just. Uh, aim is to knock her out completely. Because the Hollywood knockout, you know, because if it was real life, you know, that could like kill someone. <laughs> right, right. Be severe, but Hollywood knockout. I'm it's just, just getting ready gets... to like bear hug her legs as necessary, just to <laughs> dive dive for the legs. <laughs> I've no fighting. This will knock out a tooth. Ooh, Ooh, oh man. Oh yeah. damn. Well, Break yeah. Out. I should actually. I should actually like, check not the, the... Face. <laughs> <laughs> stomach. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Um, let me just check how much damage you're going to do here. Because yeah, you got an 18 total. She has a good physique, which is a six. So that is a high success. I don't have any wands to spend to uh, to buy buy up my end. So um, let's just see. And plus, could you because of your sword curse? I I could. I just wouldn't be able to redraw. So oh, okay. basically, my my hand just gets smaller and smaller over time, <laughs> which is marvelous, marvelous. Hooray! Okay. Special rules. Yay! Okay, here we go. All right, so uh, there we go. Where's the old damage chart? There we go. Okay. Um, a blow. What is your physique? Uh, my physique is uh, good. Okay, great. All right, excellent. So. All right, yeah, you uh, you do knock her out, and in fact, if you want to knock out a tooth, that's up to you. But absolutely, Let's okay, go for broke, <laughs> literally. All right. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the tooth goes flying across her elegant uh, penthouse suite uh, here at the Hotel Balzac, and uh, <laughs> and she. <laughs> I know. And she uh, and she hits the floor. Excellent. I don't think I'd even break stride. I would turn that <laughs> punch into just walking right into the place and immediately begin investigating for my Just plans, rifling my precious, through everything. All right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just start 
I would secure her and check her. <laughs> Try not to get into any of the more private pockets, but she's a spy, so, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to search her. Yeah. How about Grant? And secure her in case she's faking it. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely there. I probably followed third and, um, I'm just kind of like looking around her apartment. Is anybody else there? No. Okay, cool. Um, and then I, yeah, I'm just going to let Iskander tear this place apart. Um, <laughs> until he plays apart. Yeah. Until he finds what he's looking for. And then maybe we can like Led Zeppelin it up and like start throwing chairs out the windows or something. <laughs> out goes the television. Uh, right. How about uh, how about Frederick? Did he come along for this little this little joyride? I think if it if it is okay or if it's uh, appropriate, I think he would want to accompany Brexta and Madame Bondi to the court of that Oberon makes total sense actually to represent the human uh, right element yeah. of the situation. Okay, cool. All right, so um, let's see, um, Astrid, you're you you find a you know bit of uh, of curtain, um, you know the things they use to draw use to draw curtains, whatever those are called, cord, I guess. Right. Uh, cut that off and and bind her ankles and wrists. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, what are Iskander and uh, Grant's perceptions? Mine is average. Same. All right. Would you like so, to spend any cards? Is what is average? Do uh, average. Sorry. Sorry what, what is a what is a <laughs> yeah. perception? Perception is um, pentacles. Pentacles. Yeah. I don't have any pentacles. Okay. Uh, let's see. What was I dealt? All right. Um, no pentacles that will help out with that, nor do I have any um, major arcana that would mm-hmm. seem to be beneficial. So um, You could dump your I, hand. I don't think I'll do that. I think I'll actually pull a, a Neo on the rooftop scene on the Matrix and just say, Astrid, help just ask her to straight <laughs> <Yeah>. help <laughs> right because as you're searching this this uh suite it's like she's barely even settled in you know there, it's it's it looks like as if she had just checked in this morning uh she has a small little carpet bag uh that that is on the you know the little folding luggage uh table and um you know, you're rifling through that and it's just got, you know, some change of clothes. Uh, she's got a few toiletries laid out on the vanity. Um, but, you know, you're searching all the closets and all the de- all the drawers. Everything's like empty. You know, there's a whatever the French equivalent of a Gideon's Bible is, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's <laughs> like she was ready. She had her go bag, basically. Like she's mm. she's ready to go at a moment's notice. And she's just basically using this as a place to sleep. You know, the miniature baguette on one of the pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're calling for my help, I'd be like, make sure these knots are good. I'll I'll take a look um, uh, because I'll, my perception I'll, is good. I'll keep okay. an eye on Bernadette, and you guys can look because I mean I don't have anything at stake here, and I have a gun, so I'll just pull out my gun and. You were kind of itching to shoot her already. <laughs> itchy trigger finger. I don't there. necessarily have an itchy trigger finger, but I'm very good at shooting. So I'm just yeah, gonna have my prepared. gun out. Yeah. yeah, I'm prepared. Like if she get, if she's gonna try to like 
get up and, you know, villain away like the last guy. Like <laughs> <laughs> time I'd, for a monologue. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'd probably be okay with it, but <laughs> Kenny would love that. But Grant, yeah. you know, he's taking precautions. Okay. So you have a, a good perception, you say? Yes. Okay. So um can you get that up to a nine from your six? Yes. That's pentacles, right? Pentacles. Mm-hmm. Child. Okay. Can you get it up to a 12? Ooh. Um, let's see. <laughs> let, let me think about this one. It's close. Uh, yeah. You just played a five, so you're at 11. Okay. So really, so you could play I can a card spend of any... anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pow. Pass <laughs> All right. Great. So with that, you get a high success, which means that you find uh, basically um, secured under one of the drawers is um, her copies of uh, Iskander's plans and notes for the gun. Are there any other gun plans that she was successfully able to steal in her time here that she secreted in these spots? No, just just okay. these. Um, okay. But with that high success, you also find hidden behind the basin in the water closet, um, her what appears to be her cipher and code book. And it's full of all kinds of notes and codes. Okay. I'm going to save that to talk to Frederick about, because I'm sure he'll have some opinions on what we need to do with this. Mm -hmm. And what would you like to do with Bernadette? I'm going to wait till she wakes up and then uh, just be like, Miss Bernadette, you're under arrest. All right. Citizens yeah, I arrest. do think we'll probably want Citizens to hold on arrest. to her. Like, I feel like Frederick is the one who knows what to do with this stuff, and the rest of us are like, we can tie her up and hold her down and feed her bacon until he gets back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with taking her to the police and being like... I just don't trust them to keep track of her well enough. I feel like it's more of an international incident and yeah. so I feel like Frederick has to get involved so that we know who should really handle it. Because I feel like if we just take her to the police, she's going to bust out of there because she's smart. I mean, <laughs> dumb and horrible, but also smart. I, that's They're known true. to that's be fair. corrupted. So, yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to enlist uh, Frederick's help. But you said these are her copy of my plans. These aren't well, the originals. What, well, like what she she copied your plans uh and then destroyed the originals was the thing oh hmm. yeah okay are your plans um, to your satisfaction iskander well standing there holding them looking through them and i notice that they're copies but i guess it occurs to me mm-hmm. uh somehow that the well, if you recall were... like she had erased your the chalkboard and you know mm. Like all that okay. kind of stuff. Is so. that what was burned in the fireplace? I wonder. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had Got thrown okay. thrown papers in the fire and, and erased the chalkboard after so, copying everything down. It's reasonable to assume that these are the only copy left. Yes. That is all right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is is there a a fire built up in the hearth, or is there not? Because she. Oh sure. No. Planning there's, to there's leave. fire going. Yeah. Well, you know the servants mm-hmm. kind of do that. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would respond to Grant's question with, I once thought this would make me great among men and it aid me 
in my quest to defend mankind and bring peace to the world. I now see that such a thing can only wreak terrible havoc and death. And such a thing should not exist. And I must start over. And with that, I would throw them onto the flames and watch them curl into black nothingness. Damn. That's awesome. And uh, I would, yeah, I would probably respond to that and be like, well, that's the thing, Iskander. You can make a bullet, but you can't pick who holds it. (laughs) Indeed. Once it leaves the barrel, it is in God's hands, which is the only place such a thing as this perhaps should exist. Hmm. In the video game scene of this happening, what would it would be like? You'd see me, but really it's Bernadette, but me. And I'd like nod approvingly. And it would say like, you know. Astrid approves. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So speaking of cutscenes, then uh, we have we have the the sort of juxtaposed scene of um, uh, Bernadette being um, taken into official custody, uh, not by the police, but by if you wanted to enlist Frederick, I suppose, you know, uh, perhaps she'd be taken off to the Austrian embassy as neutral ground, right? Um, while simultaneously, uh, Frederick and Brexta um, are awaiting the arrival of this giant swan-shaped boat that's being uh, somehow propelled across a shimmering pond, you know, with weeping willows dipping into the water, uh, as it bears Lord Oberon in his, you know, tall elfin form with, you know, jet black hair and, and you know, big arched eyebrows uh, and, and just this really fine, he, he likes to uh, affect the uh, uniform of a French hussar whenever he deals with humans, you know. Uh, so this is like totally turned out military uniform with all the gold braid and, uh, you know, fine tailoring. Uh, as uh, Madame Bondi, you know, stoically awaits her fate. And then Grizzly Grant, you know, sliding a piece of paper across the table at a restaurant to Monsieur Hoog, who picks it up and his eyes kind of bulge and he puts it back down and says, I accept. You know? <laughs> Guys, uh, we're arms so, dealers. <laughs> great. We did it. <laughs> and so the final, the final scene then, before we iris out, is of... Um, Astrid, you wake up the next morning. Uh, Mr. Grant, of course, assured you that he had cast a spell to last for a day. But when you stumble to the uh, vanity and look in the mirror, it is Bernadette's face still looking back at you. Oh, (laughs) shit. I can explain. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah, mean, not, it's, not for Astrid. But well, it's no, awesome for me. but yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. That's cool. It's, it turns out it's not an illusion, so it's kind of turned back. Yeah, I wasn't awoken during the night by my bones crunching back down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my my sleep was suspiciously good. 
All right. Well, that awesome. was firearms and margarine, everybody. So, oh my God, we did it. That you was did it. awesome. You did it. <laughs> now, to your to your credit, I know I was giving you a hard time at times, but like this this actually comes with a handout for the GM to track the clues, and it's three pages long, and there's just like little bubbles to fill in, you know, like as you as you track the clues. So you guys got almost all of them. Um, the only ones you didn't get was that the floor around the tripod of the rifle appears to be damp, indicating that the window had been opened since early that morning, mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, Monsieur Hoog was hiring uh, ruffians for, as guards for the factory. Um, well, the there was a whole thing. That, uh, harassed Haas? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you never went to a bank to try and get Hoog's records because you didn't have to. So that was a possible clue. There was a whole like kind of side thing that I just left out because you guys were getting enough information otherwise. But like it, it was kind of dropped at the ball where they were sort of trying to blame the commune, which is the sort of like underground anarchist movement, you know. And so it's like you could have followed that up and tried to go in, you know, interview people associated with the commune. I utterly forgot that that was even dropped. Yeah, it was very brief and in so passing because you were you were so, so information. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the original adventure is published does have this whole red herring with a tall blonde woman, but it's this other thing where it's like it's this woman you know conducting a love affair basically, and you're supposed to see like some weird incriminating classified ad, and then uh, you know uh, get suspicions about her. But I'm like, oh, we got Bernadette, so we're, I'm just going to drop that in instead. You know, so that nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah it worked a, out. Yeah. A good, a good integration. Mm -hmm. in Absolutely. Man, yeah. what a cool chapter, you guys! I don't yeah. want to say I don't want to say we nailed it, but after <laughs> we massaged it. It's more like a uh, wood screw than a nail. Yeah, yeah, we really, like, yeah. <laughs> we really <laughs> new workshop, you know. <laughs> yeah, fine, intricate Japanese joinery where there's no <laughs> nails or anything, just all the weird geometrical shapes that. All right. Well, you know <laughs> what? Though perfectly. I mean, damn, we got like all, you know almost all the clues, like David said, and yeah, I think we came up with some pretty interesting uh, solutions to everything, and. Kind of end, you know. I I didn't expect to come out of the end of this with like everybody happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I thought the brownies were going to be pissed, or who was going to be, you know, dead, or Bernadette was going to escape. Like some loose end, but we we knocked we knocked it out. You got it all. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was totally ready to have Bernadette escape, and but right. you know you you were on it, so that's good. Good. We're just walking alongside a cart drawn by a donkey as Paris burns on the horizon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, don't look back. guys. <laughs> yeah. What next? Yeah. <laughs> on to the next adventure. I just uh, want to drop like to nailed it. Now did, what? When we did our playtest of uh Secrets of Berlin, uh -huh. we like got to the end of the apocalypse. We literally were just like, you know. We're just gonna leave. Yeah, there was We're one of those somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. was like you hear months later that Berlin has just completely succumbed. To the darkness. Berlin is no more. <laughs> yeah, they had to send in the army to put it down. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So it's always an option, I think. Oh, absolutely! It should always be an option. Oh yeah, that's uh, like a classic Call of Cthulhu option. You're just like, yeah. I'm just out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Blow it all up. And yeah. then months later, you read a newspaper article that. <laughs> yep. All right. So speaking of on to the next adventure, 
I think uh, the next indicated step is we've got a little bit of a time crunch for Grizzly Grant. There's a wedding coming up that needs to yeah. be broken up. That's true. And uh, we, we don't have to, I mean, if you guys, if you guys want to be a, a part of that, I'm, I'm more than happy. Um, but if that needs to be like a weekend taster thing, cause everyone's like, doesn't care about, you know, my old lady getting hitched to my rival or whatever, like that's right. fine. Or if it's like a subplot or something like that. Yeah. Does it fit as a subplot in the, um, very, um, nicely gifted adventure from our Delson games? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> for the next <laughs> little adventure we're going on. I'll just say that the, yeah, the next story that I'll be, you know, like, yeah, like adapting from published material uh, will be taking place after the wedding. So we could do it as a midweek taster, or we could just have it as the prologue next week. If you all want to be involved, it's really either way is fine. I'll leave it up to you guys. Of course, I would love to have you all there as I resolve this, you know, backstory thread i feel um, like our relationship is such that we would want to assist yeah. you at least astrid no. would, but yeah i love the idea yeah. of like a pulpy prologue where it's like we pick yeah. up mid-action and it's like what the hell's yeah. going on yeah. why are we in england <laughs> what's happening yeah yeah, <laughs> why, yeah. why are yeah. we in a zeppelin over fabulous. london right now all right <laughs> and you have to you have to do the exposition flashback you know like. right i do think that having kind of like a one-off palette cleanser in between like this mm. since it ended up being kind of a long scenario and then mm-hmm. the next thing however long that ends up taking might that be kind of nice cool. to just like mix it up a little yeah that's a good I, point yeah absolutely plus yeah. we get to see iskander dabbing daintily at the corner of one eye with the tiniest laciest kerchief i always cry oh. at weddings <laughs> totally oh, you guys get to see grizzly oh, grant like Wayne's World, a wedding where this <laughs> is Bouvier. Yeah. Right. Oh, wrong wedding. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, that sounds good. And and yeah, actually, the the scenario itself is is not nearly on the same level as this one. So uh, it might be like a you know <laughs> don't want to jinx myself, but no, seriously. Like I was reading through it this afternoon. At this afternoon, I'm like, well, I'll at least read the first half just in case I have to kind of. We have a you know half hour at the end of the session or whatever, uh, and then and then I just before I knew it I was done reading the entire scenario. So it's it's not a huge scenario by any means, you know. Okay, so cool. the whole thing, the wedding, and then the you know scenario itself that'll be definitely a palate cleanser for sure, and it'll be suitably spooky. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm cool. Super super excited. All right, guys. Uh, so we'll do it again next week. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you.